John, uh, that's all. Why don't we meet at the old club and have lunch and we'll talk about the training. From Atlanta, Fulton County. We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Purple color, I see. Then you maintain the status. December 7th, night. And a question, a psychopath. Like the 1970s. Welcome to This is Keith Pazel. We're going to be talking about the world and ourselves through what is on television. We actually do have some kind of insane television news that happened. Yeah, I, I uh, would agree. I would agree. How, how, we, how we analyze television is about to change. Yeah. Um, a little sneak peek. So if anybody has ever seen a website that provides the daily TV ratings, anytime you see a story, this show had this many million viewers last night, that is because certain networks... It used to be all of them offers up data to companies and websites that inquire to it. Maybe you pay them a little bit of money. <clears throat> they'll shoot you those numbers. Well, there was a one website that did all of this called Showbuzz Daily. Everyone got their data from Showbuzz Daily. Mm-hmm. Even if you had a list of overnight ratings, whatever was final came through Showbuzz Daily. Again, it affects our show, right? With yeah, our TV ratings with our directly. TV ratings, exactly. with the TV championship series, because I gather my points. I look on Showbuzz Daily, whatever the three most viewed shows were, that's how I score those shows. Okay. Well, that website is getting shut down because networks here, well, wow. let's just do it now. Yeah, let's yeah, just yeah, talk let's about jump it into now. it. I know, yeah, you're chomping at the bit with it. That's cool with me. You know, um, and yeah. then we do have stuff to watch. I mean, we're going to talk about the warlock himself. Julian Sands died. Uh, <laughs> when did he play the warlock? 1989. That was like one of the first things he did because he had that of a, a, a room with a view in 1985. Yes. But that was like a British movie. Yeah, well, yeah, that was one of those Merchant and Ivory movies, you know, Remains of the Day. Remember that? And then Howard's End. Merchant yeah. and Ivory did those kind of like period piece movies. Of so like, he yeah. was like a big king shit in England and then came over here and did Warlock, Arachnophobia. Did Arachnophobia. We, we threw him to the fucking wolves. <laughs> I, I know my, my very first girlfriend from college, Keith, Amanda Rip. 
We talked about on the show. I remember her having a big Rest crush in on peace. You. That's what that stands for. No, well, no, she's, hope she's thriving. Uh, yeah, she's got a couple kids, of course. She, she, she. I, I was left kids, in the dust on that one. Shaggy breath. No, come on, man. I don't want a bad mouth. But uh, she was oh, into man. Julian Sands, man. Julian Sands had long oh, hair, and, and like, yeah, he was just, yeah, kind of this handsome. Let's show people I always who we're thought he was about. a more handsome version of like Hans Gruber or whoever the bad guy was in uh in uh the, the Willis. He didn't have movie, the long you know, hair after Die Hard. Oh, son of a bitch! I forgot. You know, Die Hard when he had the. Uh, the, the 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 henchman of Hans Gruber, the the long blonde haired guy who died like in the early eight or late eighties, early nineties, and he was a, a ballet dancer, a male ballet dancer. Here's a perfect example. So that's severe drug. Old addict. Sands. That's the Julian Sands they found. De, you know, decapitated, fucking deceased in a crater wow. earlier today. And then this is Young Sands. Yeah, that's the sexy boy. Yeah, absolutely. He and was, he always spoke like this. I, <laughs> I don't. I only have one emotion, and it's calm and confident. And <laughs> you don't seem to know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, he ruled. Yeah, he was the warlock. Oh uh, well, yeah. What what's his filmography? I feel like he had a, you know some. A big room with in a there. view. Warlock. Boxing. Helena. Arachnophobia. Warlock. The Armageddon. Oh, he leaving was Las leaving Vegas. Las Vegas. You know, he, he played a Russian, a pimp. The he Killing Fields. Oh, Killing Fields was huge. That was before he moved to America, though. Yeah, Killing Fields was Sam Waterston. I think was in the Killing Fields. It could be. No, I could be wrong on that. And then he was like Ocean Thirteen. He was the Phantom in the 1998 Phantom of the Opera movie, which was more horror-ish. Uh. Uh, Naked Lunch. Oh, he was in a shitload of stuff. Oh, yeah, he worked. Yeah, absolutely. Major films. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't a huge star, but he, he was definitely known. Played this man. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. But he was an avid hiker and he died. They found his... He, he was missing ever since January. And then they think he got caught up in that winter storm out here because he got... He felt... He, they found him at Mount Baldy. Yeah. Well, I guess he was a big, like, hiker, right? Yeah, a saying. mountaineer. Yeah, so he like was advanced. He was like doing like he was. I think they said the trails he was going ascends three thousand feet to the mm, peak of Mount Baldy. Yeah, yeah, that's work. You're, when you're at a height like that, that's work. You know, and the breathing you have to do in order to do that. Yeah, that that that's work. You can pass out if you go too fast. Pass out. You know, I uh, I remember playing. I remember I played basketball in Denver, Colorado. One full court game, and then I played a game of football afterwards. And I was in my mid twenties at this time. And that night, I passed out at eight thirty. And I'll never forget. That. I just passed out at eight thirty. I just hit a wall. That happens. That, that's why a lot of the athletes train in Colorado Springs because if you can get very good at that height and that altitude, when you come down to sea level, you're, you're even a better athlete. Your lung capacity, I think, is a lot better. I believe. You know, so Julian Sands, yeah, he got caught in that storm. I wonder if he was like equipped for it. Like if he had like a, you know, one of those like winter. Um, I don't know. Tents, hey, you know? James Bailey's up in here. Well, hey. hello, Larry. So here's, here's what I'm going to do here. Cause this is what I want to show you what America, wow. how America makes you pay your fucking dues. So this is Julian Sands from the killing fields. This is a young, wet behind the ears wow. actor who's trying to do serious things. Absolutely. Oh yeah. You know, he's young there. He totally is young. He, he looks like fucking. Kiefer Sutherland or something, <laughs> you know, with that hair, you know? Hello, Sydney. Hello, Sydney. The Killing Fields was, I saw this movie with my stepfather who we know was in Vietnam. You see Sam Waterston? Isn't that about this? a Texas murder? No, 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 no. It's it, some Japanese, some Vietnam shit. Yeah, yeah it's about the Camer Rouge. 
the Khmer Rouge, Khmer yeah. Rouge in, in Cambodia, Pot. Pol Pot killing two million people. I mean, there was a flat out genocide. Play a South African. Yeah, I don't know. He wouldn't have been associated with it. Then I think there's some, maybe some journalist. But yeah, this is. Uh, I saw this with my uh, with my stepfather. My stepfather, you know, he, he was in Vietnam from '72 to '71. At the very end, when it went morale, he said a third of his platoon were junkies, just flat out junkies. You could snort heroin really easy there. It was super pure. Hell yeah, dude. And, and the morale was just. If gone. I make it to '96, I'm gonna get addicted to heroin. Yeah, like, like mean, the grandpa and uh, and Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> But my point is, we left this movie. So he was in Vietnam. He was there for a year. He experienced it firsthand. And, and he was just really bummed out after this movie. He's like, and we come back to this country and people bitch about the lack of soap that we have in the supermarkets. And, oh, there's only 13 varieties. You call that freedom. I mean, he was really like, he got pretty, this triggered him, this movie a little bit, you know. Well, here it is. Because that, that was his experience when he came back from Nam. The, the first, the drunk, first story went into. No, you can. The first story went into. There was a woman complaining about toilet paper brands, and all there was only like eight or nine toilet paper oh, brands. You don't do that in front of a Vietnam vet. And, and he was literally, it was like jaw dropping. Like I just came from a place Did he where talk about his friends dying in the muck. No, he didn't do that. We were twenty. We were two clicks from Charlie, and they were doing. You know, no, no. He was. Yeah, no, what happened was is he, he was jaw-dropping because he was like, I just came from a country where every day some Vietnamese villager would basically just boil the shit of the soldiers they might take so, puff, they could, you know? so they could uh, decontaminate it. Like, Ooh. people would like had to work with shit every single day. Dude, you know you what know? Michael J. Fox hit me to, speaking of Vietnam and just the government Casualties at large? Casualties of war? No. no. <laughs> so he thinks he got Parkinson's while well, one of the contributing factors, but he goes... You know, I smoked a lot of pot in high school when they were spraying the weed plants with chemicals. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. Some of that fucking gold bud from the 70s probably yeah. causing the shakes. I wonder. You know, I mean, I know that. Uh, That's the pot you were smoking. You're as old as, no, as Jay no, Fox. No, he's older than He's me. older than you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't just. The first time I got high was 1984. I didn't become a consistent. The, the Killing Fields came out. Yeah, absolutely. Look at that. Look at how I tie <laughs> shit together, dude. I didn't start smoking consistently treat, until probably college. So late 80s. That's you know. good it's good that you did it later. You're not stupid like me. You got to wait till that frontal lobe is developed. I yeah. started smoking weed when I was 11 and it <laughs> had drastic effects with, with my recall and any yeah. sort of memory action. I'm not stupid, but I can't remember dick. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing about that frontal lobe what I've noticed with addiction, I, f I feel like if you were able to get beyond 15 yeah. before you started to party, I think you're actually kind of okay. I mean, the best is if you, you didn't party till you're in your 20s. But I mean, if you, if you made it past 15. I was 12. Yeah, yeah. Frontal lobe was the not age. developed. No. I, I, I didn't start partying with any consistency until I was 17. I mean, I have the memory of a 12-year-old. It yeah. just like halted there. Yeah. Like I yeah. really have to, I really have to obsess. If I want to re like remember something, I have to get obsessed with it. That's why I've developed yeah. an obsessive personality. I can't casually, I'm interested and I read about shit all the time. Yeah. But like, I ain't going to remember it. Uh, that is, I, I'm going to say this and you may not, that's what getting a formal education does for you, man. The, the best thing about an education, for me at least, I can focus on boring shit Build for hours. Steel trap. Well, I mean, I can I can focus on boring shit for hours. That, that yeah. that's the skill that it gave me. You know, I can do it for two or three hours, like really, like it's nothing. I can so just you can focus. probably watch this movie because it seems boring. <laughs> no, I'm, let's watch. Let's see yes, this yeah, part because I want I want to show the transition of this acting to what we made him do when he came to America. Yeah, exactly. 
Muito obrigado. The British Embassy. The British Embassy. Oh, geez. 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 Yeah, I mean, it's pretty gory. Like, there's a lot of, like, oh, people sure. getting shot right in the Fucking face. Execution style. Yeah, or, or, like, on a bayonet having an Just apple. Just like the banks of the river Danube. Here's what they did here. They, they put an apple on a bayonet and then gave it to someone. Oh, you want to buy a piece of apple? And, and blew their hat off and shit. Like, we do stuff like That's that rough, in this movie. Dude. That's wild. Yeah, it's... it's it, this you know is Pol Pot didn't actually understand communism? Oh, I, I mean... Because his dad paid his way through college. He was, like, a rich kid. Yeah. So he didn't... He failed out of everything, and he admitted later in life, like, you know, I don't actually know what social socialism or communism is i just knew that it like it galvanizes people against yeah. stuff so i just used it yeah to create what i wanted to create but i'm not actually like a socialist there's no yeah the real socialist thing didn't happen I and mean, the soviet no. union was an awful place and china was an awful place and That's, i think know. communism isn't socialism it, well, it's also it's, a, it's it's a similar structure well i can get into details we'll do that in a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah yeah, yeah let's go through this I don't want to. Neck muscles on the on the boy. Look yeah, how he's horned up. He is watching it. That guy got uh, that guy got murdered. Injected. That dude got murdered. That Asian guy. In like some drive-by shooting thing. In real life? Yeah, in real life. No shit. Absolutely. You got to read his story. What's his name? Yeah, let's look up. The, it's going to be like Nguyen. I mean, this is what the show's all about. Yeah, you, you're going to know. You're going to know it's a Vietnamese name when you see it. Nguyen or Huyen. It's going to have a certain uh, um, um, last name to it. This guy? Yeah. Hang Nguyen? Yeah. Nguyen? Yeah. Is it? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Was a Cambodian. I think he got, yeah, let's see how he died. I think he got murdered. Of course, he was an obstetrician. Is he dead? Yeah, he died. Life. Oh, he actually lived in, on February 25th, 1996, was shot dead outside his home in Chinatown in downtown L.A. Charged with the murder were three reputed members of the Oriental Lazy Boys. Oh, my she God. That it. is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The Oriental yeah. Lazy Boys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what else about us? Read more. It's pretty. It's, it's gripping. <laughs> you mean Crocious? What? <laughs> You're thinking it, right? What? <laughs> the... About the Razy Boys. Oh, there you go. No, what? Well, yeah, what's uh, never gonna get on SNL? No. <laughs> what else they say about him? Oh, yeah. What's, uh, with the death. Of okay, the death. here we go. Who had prior arrest for snatching purses and jewelry? They were uh, they were tried together with the Superior Court of Los Angeles. Though their cases were heard by three separate juries, prosecutors argued that killing in Nagore. Uh, they killed Nagore after handing over his gold Rolex willingly. He refused to give them a locket that con contained a photo of his deceased wife, Mai Hoi. Wow. Mai Hoi, yeah, I'm saying it wrong. Uh, defense attorneys suggested the murder was politically motivated killing carried out by sympathizers of the Khmer Rouge. Yeah. But offered no evidence to support this theory. Kang Keek Lu. Yeah. Yep. King Kik Lu, a former Khmer Rouge official on the trial in Cambodia, claimed in November 2009 that Nagore was murdered on Pol Pot's orders, but U.S. investigators did not find him credible. Huh. Some criticized the theory that Nagore was killed in a bungled robbery, pointing to the 2900 in cash that had been left behind and that the thieves had not rifled uh, his pockets. Why the thieves would have demanded his locket and never been answered. 
uh, Nagor typically wore the locket next to his skin under his clothing, so it would not have been easily visible. As of 2003, the locket has not been recovered. Yeah, he, uh, <clears throat> they would have boosted his cash too, right? If it would have been a robbery, they're going to go off your pockets and shake it down for some money, you know? Wow. Yeah. This is so yeah, he clearly plays like a, a reporter taking pictures of all this brutality. Yeah, exactly. Probably the I would imagine the thing is is he goes in, doesn't know about it, and he learns about the how terrible America is. Well, or, or just or, or England, yeah, he's not yeah, American. Yeah, we, we, whatever. I mean, or just the situation. Hello, guys. I'm an American <laughs> photographer. <laughs> Probably talks like that. I, I had a professor in college. Alfred McCoy wrote me a letter rec recommendation for grad school that did uh, did a year of research in Vietnam during the Vietnam War when he was still in his twenties. He was a he was a grad student at Yale and he lived with the Bin Swin Bandit Group. They were like these river pirates in South Vietnam. That's fucking hilarious. That's that, up there with the Oriental Lazy Boys. And they were like they were CIA funded. They were actually kind of they were on the side of the United States. So he got to see a lot of action. There's pictures of him with a fucking one of those M16 or those shitty. Jeremy Piven is a priest here. He's got a shitty fucking uh, machine gun and then a, uh, a headband. You know, it was like, there's pictures of him. It, it looked like a scene from an Oliver Stone movie or something. It's hilarious. That's he, awesome. He lived there for a year the when he's like 26. When he flew into Saigon, he said, you would fly high enough, you'd look below, and there was helicopter battles going on. It looked like, like, a, like a couple hundred helicopters like fighting each other. It was like, holy shit, and explosions going on while he's descending in the plane. It was like WrestleMania 1, gorilla. <laughs> It had the same intensity and excitement. Who was in WrestleMania 1? What was the storyline of WrestleMania 1? Um, that Vince Lombardi defending the, the honor of, of uh, No, it was, it was Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Mr. Perfect. Are you sure that was, wasn't 3? No, that 3 was fucking Big John Stud or oh. versus Hulk Hogan or something like well, that. I thought it was on the Giant. No, was that was WrestleMania 3. That was WrestleMania 3, yeah. exactly. WrestleMania 1 was when Muhammad Ali was the special guest referee. <laughs> Fucking Mr. Perfect tagged with Hogan. And then it was uh, it was uh, Paul Orndorff. And uh, it was all celebrity. Liberace played... Uh, Fucking! That is amazing. After we do this, well, I'll show you WrestleMania. Well, I'll watch them. I'll watch WrestleMania. WrestleMania. This yeah. is a, a room with a view. I just want to get to what yeah. we did to Julian Sands because exactly. okay. we turned him into just like a character bit fucking guy, and this motherfucker was playing royalty here. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. This is this, this is, is a like room quality. with a view. 1985. With, I this is Helena this, Bottom Carter, who was totally cute. They won then. Oscars for this, right? Uh, I'm sure they were nominated. You know, I don't think he would take advantage of your acceptance, nor expect any gratitude. He has rooms he does not. I'm Jeremy Piven. You would value Look at her. Charlotte, please. She's young. Oh, look at her. Oh, she's been the same age forever. Maggie fucking Clark or whatever the fuck <laughs> her name is. <laughs> I got a feeling her and Judy Dame Dench went to a lot of auditions, you know, the same auditions, oh, yeah. you know, in London and shit. That fucking drunk bitch. Oh, I say. Yeah, they, they can eviscerate you. They all want to be the next Oscar Wilde. You know, they'll just eviscerate you with a five level. And by that, I'm going so, to be exiled for being a homosexual. <laughs> Yeah. Do, do you let uh, Oscar Wilde is give, literally single-handedly giving... Oh, here he is. Yeah, it stands. Yeah, here he is. So this is 85. Went from 84 to 85. So Can this you. is early I career. Thank your father personally for his kindness to us. You can't. He's in his bath. 
You, you know who's in this is Daniel Day-Lewis is in this. He's the opposite lead for her affection. And Julian Sands is this very sort of passionate man. And Daniel Day-Lewis plays this complete British square. But he's the more high society person. So she feels pressure to marry him. But she loves Julian Sands. You know? So in 1987, Julian Sands moves to America. Yes. And then the first movie he does is this. <laughs> I got a feeling it's a good one out of the gate, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, because he's such a respected guy, so obviously we're going to throw good stuff at him. Um, so here's the trailer for The Warlock. <laughs> New World Pictures. Anything with a red moon, you're, you're in for a fucking shit fucking fest here. I remember when Orion was a big producer. And suspicion. You choose to admit your crimes before man and God. His coming was foretold. <laughs> This is two years later. Yeah. This is two years later. He was, he just thought he was paying his dues. Well, I'm sure he's like, I got, I got to do a horror movie. He is here. You know the signs. You are bewitched. Is that fucking Elaine Wormus? Was <laughs> he has the face of an angel. Channel me a spirit. The charm of the devil. Cheer me when I say he's evil. Evil absolute. Is that Helen Slater? Of a god. Let's see, we'll see the cast. <laughs> I mean, look what we do to fucking serious actors. Oh, yeah. That's What's-Her-Face, that blonde woman. This had a sequel, too, in 93. Oh, I believe it. This is one of those movies, like, you... This is what we do to British people. You become a serious actor, and then in America, we put you in a movie that people like because it's terrible. Who <laughs> appointed you executioner? And a girl from the prison. You know what he's capable of. Next time, he's gonna... He's that, a warlock. That, that, that is Helen Army Slater, I believe. Are the only she was in, like, uh... God, what the fuck else was she in? She was a known actress in the mid-late 80s. This was a big thing in the 90s, like Highlander type of shit. Like yes, late 80s. Someone from yeah. the 1750s who's evil, and then they choose some fucking young buck yeah. to fight him. Exactly. Warlock. The, the idea of there can only be one. That's the Highlander, but yeah. many films have that fucking vibe No, it's vibe Laurie to Singer. It. It's Laurie Singer from fucking Footloose. The love interest in Footloose of Kevin Bacon. It's Laurie Singer. Wow. Look at that. I think she might have. <clears throat> did she just die, maybe? Something. She was in the news recently. Laurie Singer was. Something happened to her. Laurie Singer. And I mean, she was, you know, she was in Footloose in 84. God, man, that's so fucking. That's almost. That's almost. Is she, is she still alive? I mean, can you see it in the upper right hand corner there? Oh, yeah. Up? She's yeah, still yeah, alive, yeah, yeah. right? There would be a death date right here. Oh, I thought. Okay, okay. I thought she might have been. I, no. I was wrong. She's 65. She's though. married to Richard David Emmer. No, they divorced. She's got a child. Okay. So she's okay. Still working. Yeah, she probably does some TV. She's in a, what's fucking Rachel Hendricks? 2023 American drama film written by, let's fucking take a look at this film here. <laughs> where does this get picked up and distributed? Like, where does they the make movies all this? day? Well, where does, the, I mean, how do they make their money back? You know, I, I think that ties, and we went, we went off, you were talking about, the TV ratings and and with okay yeah we'll go to that all that it's a went, good way to come back to it of who's making this stuff but but again because it's the idea of this data used to be accessible but now it is being shut down basically well correct? here's what they're saying so I'll read I'll read the note here I, I think it's interesting Sadly, I basically do this is Show Buzz Daily these are two dudes known as I think the Seths or something like that the two people who make this website or the Mitches. Yeah. Uh, sadly, we have to announce that after this week, we will no longer be able to provide TV ratings to readers and thus 
uh, thus that Showbuzz Daily will effectively be ending its operations. To be clear, unlike other interruptions that we've had, this isn't due to technical issues that can be fixed. It's also not related to revenue or lack thereof. Without going into detail, we're simply not going to be in a position to continue providing data. Although we didn't plan this, there's a sense in which our departure coincides with an inflection point in the entire TV industry. As everyone is aware, the bottom has dropped out of linear viewership, and the ratings have increasingly less utility. Last Thursday's cable ratings in the 18 to 49 demo included 25 shows clustered between .09 and .12, basically molecules of a difference. Yeah. The balance of home viewing, for better or worse, has swung towards streaming, and the proprietors of those companies have chosen to be opaque with their information, providing data that's incomplete, unverified when it's available at all. That very lack of transparency is one of the key issues uh, in the ongoing writer's strike. Meanwhile, scrutiny... Yeah. Scrutiny of the linear numbers is becoming a preoccupation akin to documentary documenting angel uh, angels on the head of a pin or angles. Yeah. Nevertheless, we'll miss that analysis. We'll miss you. Blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, it is to me that they make an interesting point. And I thought this was related to the strike. Again, there is something going on in the industry where I don't know if it's like an oversaturation. But beyond that, uh, obviously, uh, the writers want to make more money. They want to make more money and they deserve more it's money. It's even not even just like we want to pay we make as much. It's just like, hey, you've a have living wage. profits. Yeah. So yeah. like we deserve a, a raise. So I think it's related to that where they're just pulling it off. Because you know if you I mean? look at the Neil the actual Nielsen ratings, um it's they're a month behind. Yeah. Like they're and they're tampered with. My whole thing with this is like, what are what don't you want us to see? Like, like what is what I wonder if it's just because the way TV gets revenue is so cut and dry, like it's ads, it's it's ads. Yeah. The more the higher your ratings, the more ads you have. And I feel like streaming numbers aren't as solid, like they fluctuate yeah. just because yeah. of the stuff that's on Shows and the amount of time you watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like if they provided the data, companies wouldn't want to invest or it, it proves that there's, there's some truth it in proves that. that there's no way to turn a profit in streaming and that was probably the game all along you know i, I think there's probably some truth in that to me the reason why they pull it down and i could totally be wrong on this i usually am there's usually a grain of truth in what i'm trying to do as thc out as i am I, I think there's also why would they pull that information? Because is it being used by various interests? Maybe the union is using it too. Like, hey, listen, we have these ratings, you know, and trying to attach a valuation to it. Like, because of these ratings, you know, oh, sure, it's a point nine, it's a one point two, but we deserve an extra five hundred bucks a week. You know what I mean? It's like, like right and now, trying to argue that. I think they're no, we're not, we're going to pull that away. I right mean, now, maybe it's being naive, or or I'm just wrong. The official Nielsen numbers. So this is old school are for, yeah, this is like, well, this is official. If you want to get into like official, official, cause okay. even, even show buzz daily, it would like, they're provided by the networks, not the Nielsen company. Okay. Okay. Um, so like this is week of May 22 to 28th. Okay. That's the latest day. It's fucking June 27th. Yeah, yeah, it's literally a month later. It's a month later. What yeah. do you need that month for? Yeah. Well, you know, you know, it, do they do it old school survey wise? I'm sure it's online. And then here's and, prime and broadcasting. It, this is shit. a little ahead week of June 5th to June 11th. And like, here is the viewership. So they're back. Like we covered the NBA finals 
How long ago? Oh, yeah, exactly. Man, that was literally over a month this ago. This is why it's a hinder to our TV league. So I look at the daily Nielsen's and I that's how I gauge what took first, second, and third place. Yeah. We if I have to wait a month, like we'll be fucking stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like and they, and they it's not like it's exactly a month behind. Yeah. Like they'll go fucking two months without releasing wow. numbers. Wow. And then you'll have to just go catch up. And they don't have like a record. You can't like what was June 4th through 10 or whatever the fuck like oh it's just in that sort of whatever, it's basically what, Sunday to Saturday what, yeah but like other sites will have like a log of like if you wanted to see last you know yeah. if you wanted to see fucking uh whatever June June May 31st to June 4th yeah you can't there's nowhere to pull there's no pull down menu to show you the previous what it, like you yeah. have to you have to be on it if you miss it you miss it yeah and yeah. that's why the websites were necessary because you always knew, well, if, if I didn't miss the Nielsen rating, some website will have it cataloged. Yeah. And they're, yeah. they're removing that power. Yeah. Cable syndication. But yeah, it's all a month behind. June 5th, June 11th. May so what are the number June one 4th. shows of this, with these ranges? Or well, I have the, the final TV because it looks oh, like because oh. of this, we're going to have to end the TV league this week. Wow. So wow. this week, the wins were uh, Judge Steve Harvey. Uh, got it. It's the summer. <laughs> Let's look into you know, a little Judge, Judge Steve, Harvey, Steve Harvey. Wow. Did Johnny Rotten go on the show one time? No, he went on Judge Judy. <laughs> that is, by the way, that that's fucking amazing. You know what I mean? Like, j just I have to give him credit. He's kind of punk rock to the end. You know? Oh, he's like a trumper now. Oh, oh, absolutely. Even even in that sense, I feel like people's old punk rock brain. That's how they rationalize it. Of like, I'm bucking the trends. Everybody's a libtard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump is punk. Not really. <sighs> yeah. Oh, this is where he just insults her. Listen, woman. Listen, broad, with your fucking bob haircut. Why don't you go bake me a muffin <laughs> and put it on your pussy in place of underwear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, yeah, here's the insults. We agreed that for his own safety, Santiago should be transferred off the base. Santiago was set to be transferred. On the first available flight to the States. Oh, six. That guy blows his head off in 20 minutes. Five hours. TJ Walsh. He's dead. dead yeah, he time. dies in this movie. He, he was a character. He only she died is like. so fucking pretty. Oh, oh Demi, Demi Oh, Moore. she's on my list. Of really? Like Interesting. All time pretty, pretty women. She was. Walking down. Uh, Ghost, I feel like, was her. She was the one rat packer. Rat I've never packer. seen Ghost. It looks oh, you never have? so terrible. Honestly, if you watch Ghost, the script is actually okay in Ghost. And it seemed long. If you watch it, the script, honestly, give, give it a shot. It's very dated. But she, she had that short hairstyle. I remember I hooked up with a woman a couple years later who had the same hairstyles to me more in a ghost, and it was a real turn on. She had great hair. Really nice hair. My hair looks like the hat that the soldiers put on, but it's actually my hair. They pin my medals right on my hair. Working end of a Soviet made Cuban AK 47 assault rifle. I sound the same in every goddamn movie. This was me as the Joker. This was me as Jack. This is me as the fucking werewolf. And you know, this is me in, in Did the I Shining. Did I even fucking make Wolf yet? What to year me, is this? To me, he... I, wouldn't that be funny if in the middle of this movie, he's like, cut, have I made Wolf yet? <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? It's no, it's 92. 92. Yeah. I won't make Wolf for four fucking years. Yeah, he was... Uh, uh, I feel like he became Jack Nicholson, really became Jack Nicholson. It was solidified with The Shining, 
but it was really like one flew over the cuckoo's nest was and it really started to take hold. This sort of, I'm going to just act like the same guy, sort of like John Wayne on every dude. And, and, and if you're an actor, you can do that. You, you, you've accomplished something. One of my favorite parts, not favorite that he did it, but yeah, Jack Nicholson gets committed because he raped a girl. Like that's the, that's like the story at the beginning of one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh yeah. He's yeah. like a rapist. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's the hero of our story. Yeah. 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 He, yeah, he basically <laughs> gets put into a mental institution. Look, when you see that beaver fucking hair, he talks about beavers and that. Oh yeah. Uh, that movie's great. Oh, it's a great movie. Danny yeah. DeVito doesn't look like Danny DeVito in it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the woman who played nurse ratchet, she just died. Dude. Nurse ratchet was hot. Oh, she was. I, I had a boss, and maybe I mentioned it before, but when Very I was Very ratchet-esque. It was a combination of her and Mary Tyler Moore's character from Ordinary People. Have you ever seen Ordinary People? I've heard of it, but oh, I haven't seen if it. If you watch, it, it is, when you watch Ordinary People, it is North Shore whiteness to a T. Like, to an absolute T, North Shore whiteness, you know? Look it up. I know a lot of people of color who look down on that movie. They think it's very, like, just uh, kind of childish. It sounds pretty white. It won. It won the Oscar over Raging Bull. <laughs> well, Raging Bull's a white movie too. But Raging Bull is great. Raging Bull is of early Scorsese. I, I mean, I still think his best movie ever is Taxi Driver. It truly is great. But boy, uh, of the early Scorsese movies, which I, I consider is this on YouTube for free. Uh, well, what is Raging Bull? No, you got to rent. No, Ordinary People. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I feel like. Early Scorsese ends with Goodfellas. He turns into something different with like Age of Innocence and Casino is just basically Goodfellas gone desert. You know, that's all it was, you know? Uh, so it was just like, it was basically Goodfellas 2, you know? But uh, I feel like he became something different. I, I feel like the end of his early career is that fucking, uh, was Goodfellas. Sutherland? Oh, yeah. That's Sutherland. Yeah, absolutely. Just so cautious. Oh, yeah, this is when he when he ends it with his wife. This is actually a big dream. You're determined, Beth. You know is this just one of those fucking the destruction of a family movies? Yeah. You're not uh, strong. Yeah. This is when he, he's going to leave his wife. It's the end of the movie. you got to watch this. It's a, it's a deep, deep and I don't know if you're really giving. Tell me something. Do you love me? Do you really love me? I think that's like a famous line, right? Well, yeah, this is, yeah, this is like. The way I've always felt about you. She's really like cold. Is that Ratchet? No, 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 no. That, that's Mary Tyler okay, Moore. Okay, that's Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, but Ratchet and her combined together had a supervisor that was very much like her. Very North Shore. Very North Shore. Very Chicago. globalist. Well, no, no, no. Very waspy. Couple like, of Pfeffermans like, here? Like, like the waspy side of, of the North Shore. Yeah. And just cold mean-spirited the yellow line like north a, shore yeah yeah no no, no yeah <laughs> it's, it's, i always it's, considered the purple line where all the jewish people were well purple line goes up into evanston if i'm yeah. mistaken yeah and, and it's definitely some globalists you know but i'll be honest with you <laughs> when i've golfed in northern uh, uh in uh in evanston before went to the 19th hole which is a vfw bar and dude when trump was first running in 2015 i don't know i don't think obama was born in this country like totally buying that line you know, that, that whisper campaign, God, what a weird phenomenon to, little, see, pump, little to, to, to see that unfold in front of your eyes, Keith, I kind of feel like the Trump phenomenon with the legal shit going on, this could truly be the beginning of the end of it, where it might actually, the dragon may be slayed, you know, 
But I think he has to run and then lose again, unfortunately. Getting high, bro. Yeah. Here we go, finish this. It's reckless for him to run. Fucking Donald, yeah. watch Donald's, or Kiefer's dad act. I mean, the family can act. It's in their blood. What is, they, they had a kid that died. Right. And they have another son, but who's like really guilt ridden because he was there when he died. Yeah, so. There hadn't been any mess. You can't handle mess. You need everything neat and easy. Maybe you can't love anybody. So much buck. It was her oldest son. She like, man, they really made her face tell like this bitch got cobwebs in her vagina. You know? Yeah. Maybe it wasn't even Buck. Yes. Maybe it was just you. Maybe finally it was the best of you that you buried. But whatever it was, I don't know who you are. I don't know what we've been playing at. It's the end of their marriage. You're it's dry, apart. arid, and hairy. <laughs> I don't like it anymore. You haven't unpermed your hair in 12 years. You look like my grandmother, for Christ's sakes. I don't know if I love you anymore. So here he goes, yeah. This is where he acts. I love her reaction. There we go. Yep. It's ordinary. Just Timothy, Timothy Hutton won the bit. Oscar for this. Now, people were upset that that won over Raging Bull. Yeah. The true, you know, they were like, what Raging Bull. You know, why can't we glorify a man beating his wife? <laughs> it was amazing. You have to admit it, though. When you watch Raging Bull, it's God, he captures like working class Italian culture yeah. extremely Fucking well. Fucking physical and emotional extremely, abuse. Extremely, extremely well. Italians, if you didn't build a Ferrari, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> By the way, Berlusconi died. Speaking of the Grim Reaper and Julian Sands, so so again, the TV league is going to be affected by this. But Julian Sands, he does Warlock after he does. found <laughs> and his then, body in the crevice of a fucking mountain. That's yeah, the way to go. Probably yeah. froze to death. So he probably froze to death. So he yeah. went missing in January. Yeah, and then they had a forty-year record snow level. Yeah, I mean, the bald eagles couldn't. Their eggs died. There's yeah. like bald eagles that migrate to Mount Baldy wow. and Big Bear in that area. Yeah. And they have a cam on the nest. Yeah. And you saw those birds like shivering and stuff. And then, yeah. and then one day they were gone because the eggs didn't survive. Wow. You know, I, I mean, it was a hard That's the kind of shit here. I watch on YouTube. I watch <laughs> birds fucking try and cling to their fucking child's life. So Julian Sands was, was a master climber, you know, whatever, a hiker and stuff. And I think he, do you think he slipped in, no, he's actually a mountain climber or just a hiker? They haven't really released it. He just went missing. So I wonder like, if like he twisted his ankle probably, and fell down a crevice. I definitely. And that and then, spider from, from, from Lord of the Rings got him. He was probably unconscious. I'm wondering if he died almost and probably just banged his head off a yeah, rock. Yeah, I wonder. Because they said the last ping they got from him was the 15th, two days after he went missing, and they probably said his phone died. Oh, so like if he was out there, he, he, you, you don't get lost in Mount Ball. Even if he's limping, he can walk back to fucking yes. Sedona, like yeah. to fucking Barstow or wherever yeah. the fuck. Like you don't, yep. you're in LA. It's not like you're in the the wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. So like he probably died immediately. Yeah. And they just couldn't find the body. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. One of his brothers yep. said like, I know, like I've, how I've gotten through it is I just, he's gone. Yeah. 
Like, even if we find him, we're not going to find him alive. Yeah, exactly. So they, it finally thawed out enough in late June because they got him. They had tons of snow up there. It's literally, I mean, usually the snowpack is gone by like, it's gone by, you know, by probably May. And it's been around probably two months longer. I mean, because I mean, when I flew back from the Midwest in early May, Utah and Colorado was still just a shitload of snow. It had melted a little bit, but not much. So interesting. Yeah, so they found him. So anyway, we got a few good men. Uh, what's uh, are we close to Hallmark? <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get in there. Crocious has been into it. So we got this Hallmark movie about this lady who inherits a chalet, real, you know, run of the mill <laughs> again, realistic life, working class storylines. <laughs> oh, my uncle died, and he gave me a place. A in Los Vail. Angeles event coordinator. Now that's a real job. Because yeah, there's a lot of events out here. It's still, I'm sorry. Learn, it, yeah. Her estranged uncle. Why were they estranged? Because he lost love. Uh, recently passed away and left her a chalet in Vail, Colo, Colorado. Yeah. yeah. This guy's in all the movies. Like this. Oh, He's probably some sort of hired hand. Here's the deal. With event planning, it's such a like woman fantasy to be an event planner. I just want to have all the details down of an event. I just want it. You know, it's really like a, like a fantasy, I think, for a lot of women. And it's also something like women can make a shitload of money at. I knew a woman who did event planning in Chicago. Multi-millionaire. It's one of those. Multi-millionaire. Dude, I'm serious. I'm out there. You want to make some dough? Fucking plan weddings. Yeah. Yeah, and she did a lot. I mean, she did a lot of just, you know, corporate events. And I went to a Super Bowl party that she put on one time. And it was it was pretty big. I mean, but she had all the equipment, audio, visual stuff, PCV pipe. I mean, you could tell there was real thought that went into the design of the structures. I mean, she had a team of probably eight to ten people that worked with her doing this shit. Yeah. And they'd pull it off. She made millions of dollars a year, especially That's in wild. Chicago. Chicago's got a lot of, um, you know, it, it's the biggest, uh, not tourist city, but the biggest uh, convention city in America. But uh, Orlando and Vegas are close, but Chicago is the biggest convention center. There are literally hundreds of conventions a week in Chicago. There are thousands a year. Oh, yeah. You know, because its location is Dumb so shit. good. Cults oh, and oh, stuff it, like it, that. It's, Everything, you know, osteopaths, you know, people, the, the Beat deep, Growers Association of America, the you know, breath society, you know, it's all we're going to go to the fucking <laughs> to the fucking airy crown theater and hold our breath. Well, it's also like that. That's why there's a total restaurant. Like, like performers can work at Ed DeBevick's and shit. And the, this performer kind of, a uh, you know, a job can definitely still happen in Chicago. You can be a waiter there and actually make a decent living. Is that Jennifer Love Hewitt? It no, looks a bit like Lacey Chabert. <laughs> Probably a, a wannabe. Speaking oh, of new judges, she was like a Disney Channel person. Local chefs. She took a stand and didn't go to the fucking Trump rival network. They fucking lost uh, Candace Cameron Bure and they locked oh. down Lacey Chabert to a multi-year. Yeah, she runs fucking the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, if there's anyone making a million dollars a year, it's Chabert. Yeah, she's doing well. If you want chefs in this combo, him and one other guy are like their dudes. Yeah. So they probably make an okay living on yeah. it too. Not they, as much as her. They but. hire him when they need a rugged construction worker for a girl to fall in love with. Yeah. And then there's a dude with a blonde swoop who like that's when they need a businessman to fall in love with yeah. a girl. Yeah. But you always need a guy to fall in love with a girl. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like a terrible way. I thought you get a kick out of it. <laughs> Where is this restaurant? All right, you see those trees up there? See, I'm going to rape you in those trees. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. Welcome to your death. I, 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 I try not to be judgmental. 
Okay, I really do. I try not to be judgmental, Keith. I really try. But I find this... It's so so square. My all-time favorite Hallmark movie is when Candace Cameron Bure gets... She moves to this small... She has forced to move to this small town in Alaska. And forced... Yeah, at, at gunpoint. So as the movie, <laughs> dark, as the movie Walmart. goes on, you yeah. start to realize that she's living in the North Pole and the old man she lives with is Santa Claus. Oh, and at the end of it, like she has to help Christmas like happen. It's fucking amazing. Uh, and then they're eating fondue. What is this? 1977? What is this? It's basically nacho cheese yeah. sauce. Oh, it's going to be amazing. The eating cheese fondue. is actually from the 70s, too. Yeah, fondue yeah, is so good. Oh, isn't it fun? Isn't fondue fun? It's so resort. Oh, I, 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 What do they do at a resort? Ugh. Everyone lives on resorts in these movies. No one lives in a fucking neighborhood. You know, I don't know. Maybe this I've is lived maybe... on the ski slope. I've lived in the ski resort since I was 12. You know, I made a conscious choice, Keith, in my life. Given my education level, my career, I could have gone down the path of the orthodox career and made a lot more money than what I've made. I had the mind to do that. I could do that. You know, and I, you know, I guess I could still do it maybe, although I'm older now. But I made a conscious choice to not go down that path because I just find it, it felt too paint by numbers to me. I don't know. There were other things I was interested in doing in my life. And there were certain yeah. sacrifices that happened as a result of that. Not getting married and having children, that's a pretty big deal, you know. But the fact is, I find this so contrived. I find this lifestyle so contrived. And that's where I think a lot of upper middle class people and wealthy aspire. To, this is what they think is a good time. I, I want to go to a dive bar. The aesthetic, like, I be an angel. the aesthetic, yes. They want their houses to look like this and like... The but what people like about the plots is that it's very uh you don't have to really be involved to get into it. Yeah, it's not yeah. you don't have to. It doesn't but like I think people sometimes get tired of having shit take an emotional toll on them. Yeah, like whether they yeah. enjoyed it or not, they're just yeah. like I don't want to like be tired after watching something. Yeah, so they just put this bullshit on and then like the movies are two hours. Yeah, they're just hammered back to back. Yeah, it's literally softball. It's the same plot set in different towns, slightly yep. adjusted. Yep. A estranged woman goes to town, meets a prickly fucking hot guy. Yeah. And then they slowly fall in love. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, it could be a distillery. It could be Ireland. It could, could be, be Vale, Colorado. It could be a thriving butterfly release company. It God, could fail. be a it could be a chalet. It could be you fucking literally live in the North Pole. I knew a woman in Chicago's father. He owned Mothers. Remember the bar Mothers? Yeah. Which I mean, Mothers is it was an institution. And they, the movie about last night. Yeah, that movie made a lot. Of, I mean, that, that bar. That movie is made on misogyny. <laughs> Let me let's play the fucking opening scene of fucking about last yeah, yeah, night. About I remember that being a romantic comedy. I love. I still like that movie. Uh, and it, the guy, I know the guy. Um, I knew her daughter. He had a place in Vail. He was able to buy a place in Vail in the eighties. I mean, because mothers, I think he literally made like he might have made 15 million bucks a year off mothers, like in the early mid 80s. Like that's how big of a bar it was. I don't know. That number's up, kind of pulled out of my ass. Man, look but, at this hair. This is going to fucking take you back. But, but I think that he made millions of dollars a year back in the 80s. So he had a shit ton of money. His daughter went to Francis Parker. Yeah. You know, which is, that, that's a sign. You're covered when you're going to Francis Parker. There's also a French school you can go to. Like in Chicago, they teach it in French. It's like, come on. Really? You're that? Oh, yeah. 
This is this is a good this is Chicago Dude, movie. Wait till you see this hair. Yeah, you know, this they, is what all of our fathers looked like. People my age. They they, they all went to uh, to Kelly's bar here. Remember my Kelly's dad, bar? yeah, loves Jim Belushi in this movie. Oh my dads and uncles probably that's the kind of guy they wanted to be. I'll be honest with you. It's crassness can be kind of funny. Sometimes I, may, I was going to say I may have to throw a trigger warning on the top of this. You know, because I yeah. mean. We're going to we're going to enter this movie with a little bit of locker room talk. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just locker room Are talk. Yeah. Are you pulling my leg? So? so tits out to here. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. 20 couple years old. You got to be fooling. No, nope. you devil. What? You think she hadn't been around? Yeah. Hadn't gone this is David Mamet. Mamet wrote this fucking yeah. thing. He said 20. Oh, it's an Ed Zwick movie. What else did he do? He, did he didn't do the stuff. brothers Mulhaney or whatever the fuck. They, no, no, that's no, fucking no. Ed, Ed that's Burns. A, that's Ed Burns. Ed Burns and Kevin Smith were the fucking indie directors of the early nineties. Oh, without they a like doubt. competed with each other. Yeah, and then but Tarantino was like the god. It was above them. Zwick did stuff. Yeah, two more. Wrote the room. No shit. So tell me. So okay. So where am I? So you're probably at the pancake house. So okay. Uh, the they're caught crossing the Chicago River. Look at that mullet right there. Yeah. Never fucking had a hairline. Jim Belushi's had that hairline since he was 13 years old. Do you remember seeing him at the comedy bar in Chicago? Oh, yeah. Times? I saw him there a couple times. He fucking cut loose when old Kyle Lane threw a mailbox at his girlfriend or whatever the fuck. Man. Fucking piece of shit. Yeah, so, so basically Belushi was thinking about putting some money into it, I think. He did, and you then know? he pulled. Wow. He owns a weed company now. He has his own. We'll watch that after this. He has a fucking... A, uh, I think it's on Vice, but it's called like Belushi Buds. Like he's got a, a reality show about owning a marijuana company. Yeah. But this chick, right? Yeah, nineteen twenty year old. What we talking about? She wants to buy a pack of Vice Oh, I can believe it. Gets the smokes and does this number about how she forgot her purse up in her room. Up in her room. Yeah. Oh, was she a pro at that age? Yeah. A pro. Yeah. <laughs> We sit, we get the this was when Rob Lowe, too, was hitting the bottle. Oh, yeah. Before he got sober. I got a feeling making this movie, they got Dude, loaded. People were hitting things in the 80s. Women, what? bottles, cocaine. Do, do you know, they were, uh, I guess they're making a documentary about the Rat Pack that I think one of them is actually kind of, I think Andrew McCarthy is involved. I could be wrong, but they're making a documentary about the Rat Pack. But, which, uh, uh, which, with the Brat Pack. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, this uh, opening know. scene, as we listen, this is why rape culture exists. Like, literally, for real. Yeah. <laughs> Not to sound too woke. Yeah. Bourbon. Fine. And then what shot does she up and pull? Hey, she says. That's an, one of the old ones. One of the old, one of all the old L's. And B, she says. Then let's fuck. She said that. What did I just do? Loudly on the train. No. <laughs> Anyway, Come I on! Say, I'll join you in the shower if you. Have I always kind of knew people that would talk like that. Like when I'm on public transit, I'm not trying to talk. Like, I always yeah. think it's weird when people on the bus come on and they're FaceTiming with their fucking yes. immigrant mother in Guatemala. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, don't you want to have a clear conversation with this person? Like, in that case, I sometimes get it because it's like that's the one time you could talk to each other. But yeah. you always see people coming on the bus FaceTiming and like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, dude, we're trying to listen to music and chill here. <laughs> we're all in danger. They're on the brown line here, I bet. Oh, yeah, the white yeah. line. Yeah, exactly. No Gotta admit it, the brown, I think the brown line for years. Brown line was good. It's the way it goes. The, the brown and the red go the most places, right? Oh, uh, the red does. Brown doesn't. Blue and green go to more places. Brown, brown goes tip. The red goes tip to tip. Brown was the second youngest line. I think it was made in the 80s was the brown line. 
You know, because I think they made the pink line down into like Pilsen. God, I wish I had a fart so I can say, no, this is the brown line. Yeah. And then lift my cheek. <laughs> hey, the brown line. Yeah, the brown line was great, Fuck man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I love the brown line. Broad, have a body. Are you he says broad so much in this. Yeah. I kind of, when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, Jim Belushi's a cool guy in this. <laughs> So tell me, the tits, yes. the legs, yes. are you fucking fooling me, the ass on this bro? Oh, yes. Well, yeah, young, broad, young ass. Right. So anyway, we got <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, even, you know, I sometimes would go get this way a little bit on stage just to kind of piss people off. To me, it's not even this offensive. Is... It's just like, this is like four-year-olds talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like when they have, you ever see the Haribo gummy commercial where it's all the executives, but they're talking like children? Yes, yes. That's like what this is. <laughs> Young Bwad, young ass, her pussy was tight. <laughs> this is 86. Full glory. Yeah. I, I was a, uh, my junior and senior year in high school. Did you get a kick out of this movie? Uh, when I first watched it, my mom's effect on me was so hardcore that I couldn't get into this. I, I appreciated it more when I was in my 20s and I started getting late. I got laid. I was a virgin when this came out. Didn't still. make your penis go. Well, I mean, it, it kind of bummed me out. Like, is this what sex is like? Do people talk this way? Where's the love in the whole thing, Keith? Where's the love? I mean, dude, dude, I was a pussy. Like, I want to be blunt. When I was 16, 17, I was a pussy. You were like in love with people and oh, stuff like that. Just, oh, and we get hurt. No, why don't we should treat each other better? Listen, sometimes it's, you know, you're a dude. You want to go yeah. out and get your nut off. Sometimes you got to call a girl you know, abroad. I mean, don't, yeah, no, like listen, when a woman's ever said no to me, which has happened. Yeah. I have always listened. Yeah. He listens, always he listened. goes home, he cries, he writes in his no, journal. No, I get it. I know, I'm I get kidding. it. Yeah, exactly. No, no, I mean, I get it. Okay. He doesn't go home and it. cries. I go home, I analyze it, and I document it, and then he reads The Economist. <laughs> <laughs> then I put it into some sort of larger global context. And then he locks it down into his cockles. <laughs> one day, those all are, they're all going to come out. So you're yeah. going to be reading The Economist one day, and you're just going to burst into tears. That would be hilarious. <laughs> The GDP of Zimbabwe feeling for the first time in years. No, no, no. I know. I'm kidding. It, it is. Uh, I figured out. You know, you know me articles I think I've read in The Economist in my life. That sounds like an original score guy right there. Miles Goodman. Goodman. That sounds like a guy. Yeah, brother man. He talks in drum taps. Yes. brother. I think I've read 20,000 articles in The Economist. Jesus Christ. Truly, I have. I mean, and that's like reading an instruction manual. I love very dense. I fucking love it is you probably like it like God. i would look at like pouring over tv ratings yeah <laughs> let's hear more of this time catches are a good one on the ass thwack we got this big red mark no well i'm all sorry and bones so how well, what does this broad do but let out a squeal of pleasure and relief that would fucking kill a horse no so what the hell i'm liberal where where I are they on the near north side there are, are they near uh, fucking excalibur right there is that in the background no or? that's probably some sort of weird chicago's got these weird like leather in print we fucking will burn logos into your leather yeah yeah or like i feel like the near north side like kind of north of north avenue kind of on the they're lake definitely going they're, to that bar they're going to where they work they work at some architecture firm so this is no, probably no, 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 downtown no. they work at a, at a, a sales a, a restaurant sales company they sell like restaurant implements, like you know, but plastic, you know, plastic okay. cups and styrofoam. But they cups work and, downtown, I would imagine. Yeah, they. I think they work in so the near west side. I'm thinking this is probably like Wells, the Wells area. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Like, like by I, Zanies. Uh, I'd say a little south of that. 
I'd say a little south of that, but you, you're right, the Wells. But I mean, like Wells in Chicago. Yeah, you know, yeah, like south of what is Wells that near North. North? Yeah, exactly. Near North back then was like Wicker Park. Wicker Park was still. You didn't go to Wicker Park in '86. When, when I went to Wicker Park, that that was Logan Square in the early '90s. I came when I lived out there. It was West Town. Yeah, like they renamed the neighborhood for the community area. Yeah, and it was a little rough. Around all the my family yeah. called it near North. Yeah. And then the neighborhood called it Noble Square because yes. it used to be no. And then every gangster you heard of, the dudes that beat Joe Pesci to death in Casino with bats, yeah, grew up in the neighborhood I lived in. Yeah, I believe that. Like it used to I be old that. Italian gangsters, yes. and now it's old Guat like Mexican gangsters. Yeah. It's just that area has always been crime. Yeah, God, man, that near west side of we of, lived by of Chicago, school, so it was that's what saved us. Yeah, because they got those no school rules. So you'd have a couple cop cars driving around. Well, and just I think the gangs have an understanding that yeah. they don't fuck around by schools. Yeah, that, that, there's a little bit of a uh, yeah, yeah. Like if you do it there, it's like you're asking for. If you kill someone in your school, you may get it. Yeah, you know yeah. they these thugs have a little bit of class and understanding, <laughs> not like white school shooters <laughs> who just go in and fucking mow, mow down. Yeah fields of people there's actually some rules or structure yeah. to it, or yeah, yeah. a reason yeah. that they're doing crime <laughs> possibly them being a little bit desperate and needing to make a little bit of money and they yeah. do this sale of drugs and selling drugs brings and maybe roll someone on yeah yeah so maybe there's a larger economic reason to why your neighborhood is bad and you need to focus your attention elsewhere yeah yeah <laughs> yeah let's see, let's see what else is sure i heave it at her drop what at this point no but what is she saying wait a minute she crawls into the bed. My favorite thing suitcase. about this is those, those, it looks like uh, the hood because those cars to me look so ghetto. Absolutely. But those are like brand new swank vehicles. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Mid eighties cars. They wanted them all to look like limos. But, but post, post uh, oil crunch in the seventies, mid eighties cars were just like plastic component pieces. Most of them I thought were kind of garbage. A lot of them were not good cars. The cars now are fucking incredible, by the Sleek, way. Sleek, built by fucking... Well, it's also they got every feature you can think of in it, even a basic car, you know? I feel like car engine, like, in modern times, dorks finally got into car engineering. Like, back then, it was still fucking ironhead dorks that were designing <laughs> cars. They gotta look like tanks. <laughs> Sharp corners, 90-degree angles. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We, 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 you're probably right. Like, We don't want to look like European pussies. Round fenders? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what... Absolutely. Do you know what... Uh, like what saved Chrysler in the early '80s was they got a big tank contract. They made all these Abrams tanks. It was basically you know it was a military industrial complex. Yeah. Say Chrysler was going to go out of business. That before American Motors, Chrysler was gone. I think there's an argument those. that w the world wars saved almost all of manufacturing well, in this, a certain sense. Yeah. And, and it like it, rivet Sally or whatever the fuck that bitch's name is. Like factories were hurting during the war and the the manufacturing of munitions and tanks and helicopter blades yeah. and planes saved industry well listen you know the european union always complained america always complains about the european union saying oh my god like with the the jet engines they have for airbus and the few oh that's state economic policy it's spain great britain germany and, and, and italy and france have come together yeah. to build the build you know build that and is the only competition for Boeing. I, that, think, that's, that's, yeah, I think that should yeah. be a, a representation of how crazy capitalism is, is an entire 
continental union needed to rival one American company. company. No, absolutely. Because we've eaten up everything. So, so, but my, but my point in saying this is that, well, and the Europeans always come back to the States in the world court and just say, you know, for trade court and say, well, your military budget is a state industrial policy. I mean, there are congressional districts in Ohio. They have to keep that fucking tank factory going. Otherwise, like 12,000 people are going to lose their fucking job. And those are like decent enough paying jobs. So it's basically a state industrial policy. This country makes weaponry for the planet. You know, it makes probably the best weaponry for the planet. You oh, know, yeah. so. But the point is, it's we're not state, giving it's, you guys the good stuff. It's a state industrial we're keeping policy. it all for ourselves. So as much as you bitch about the military industrial complex, and I got to be honest with you, uh, I don't like it. It's got real problems. You know, you see why it exists. There are reasons for its existence. Yeah, and I think you know? the, the argument can be made that like the that was the plan of making it so necessary. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I think that yeah, that's part of the business. And strategy. like, I, I think, and right. the idea yeah. of us being like, you know, it's done good for our. That's like what they wanted. Well, you, you that that nine hundred billion dollars is being pumped back into this country's economy. That's hundreds of billions of dollars. I mean, it literally employs hundreds also, of thousands of people. Also, I wonder if the idea industry. of kind of like a Boeing, uh, an Airbus thing for the create for the building of war things of like, I feel like that increases the likelihood of of uh, working together more and wanting peace. If like you need Italy to build bullets and you need this place to build helicopters, well then yeah. we can't just go attacking countries. Well, well, exactly. We would need permission to build the thing. We can't do that. We need to be able to plunder like pirates. The, the, that's actually one of the good points. The European Union essentially was created from the steel industry and the coal industry of Europe, of the European powers at the time, continental powers, Germany, France, because basically those are the tools of war. And if you're all sort of interdependent with that, with those, you know, those industries, well, you can't go in and bomb that country. So the, the interdependency becomes much more real. It, Europe became much more integrated. It still got its issues after that because of the war. Which, that was what, you know, out here, that's why the whole North South hillbilly city person, that's why that construct exists. Because if we all got along, we would really topple the government. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, I, I, yeah, I think there's some actually truth, some truth in that. I, I honestly believe that. I, I really do. It's, from under the yeah. bed, from out of the suitcase comes this World War II flak suit. Oh, no, oh, sure. Zip, zip, zip. She gets in the flak suit, we get down in the bed. What are you doing? We're fucking. But she's in the flak suit. Right. Well, how do you get in? Well, she leaves the zipper open. Right, right. But the shot is. <laughs> right, right. That's supposed to be the comedy in this, is how, how serious about this he is. Yeah. That gets her so. And the logical about, like, why aren't you understanding this? <laughs> She wants me to go boom at the top of my lungs. Her? No, just in general. It, this is a long scene with some credits. Four minutes and 20 seconds wow. long. And you this think. is so playwright type of shit. This is so yeah. mammoth of like, you know he wrote in, it's going to overlay the credits. Absolutely. Every other beat. He said the word beat a lot probably. Four minutes. Four minutes of screen time is a while. Writing That's a, a while. Writing a fucking, this is fucking almost 10 pages of dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn movie! As we don't even know what this is about. This is just two dudes talking about fucking, yeah, possibly you know, traumatizing a lady. Every once in a while, I go boom in the middle of everything. She slithers over the side of the bed, turns on a little Sony tape recorder. Uh -huh. Wait, 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 wait! I don't know what the shot is, right? All of a sudden, I hear coming out of the tape recorder. Kabow, kabow, kabow! So fine. Now they're at mother's. You see, the setting has changed. He's telling the story. It's really fucking it's long. How long it took? Yeah, because it's just like, man, your sex is life what, is so. This wild. is what guys do. This is what guys do. They walk around. They talk about fucking pelt. 
I have to admit it. I'm definitely of an era like this. Where this a little bit this more. You did. Just a little more appropriate. I mean, I'll tell you what, though. The guys I knew by the time I got in your 20s, Were late you dressing 20s, like that or is that too mod for you? That, that was actually before. I was 16, dude, at this time. I was a dork. You know, I wasn't dressing in a suit and a tie. I, I did wear a tie starting when I was 20, 23, 24 years old. I wore a tie at the city for five years. I, I, I definitely wore ties to work. You know, I, I have my my uniform. Did you wear baseball shirts like this ever in the eighties with the white yeah, thing and the I, colored sleeves? Yeah, I did. Sometimes. I totally see you in a baseball shirt. Yeah, yeah. I used to have an ACDC concert T-shirt of that. Hell yeah! You know, and I got you made fun of for wearing it. Ooh, look what you're wearing for those about to cock, you right? Know, it, it was because you're fucking gay. It, it, it was that it was that World War One or, or Civil War cannon. You know? Yeah. For those ah. about to rock, fire. We, you have to admit, that is a ridiculous line. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's, I think that's the most, the most ridiculous Any song. calling for rock, for those in hindsight, any song about calling for rock yeah, yeah. or representing rock and roll yeah. is so gay. I, it's, it's so ridiculous. Absolutely. It's, it's preposterous. Bed for those about to rock, grow up. <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> crazy, right? She's moaning and groaning. I'm humping and bumping. She's screaming, Red Dog Run to Red Dog Squadron, right? Honestly, Keith, screaming, I'm going to be honest with you. In a bar, if I ever heard this, this guy wasn't cool. Even in 1990, when I first started going to bars, you know what I mean? This was not cool. You didn't Let's do see this. how the remake opens. Oh, wasn't this like done with black actors, though? Yeah, Kevin Hart. But so everyone is completely fabulous, though, right? They all have a great clothes. They all have totally good careers, right? <laughs> God, what a time to be alive. I think they flipped it somewhat. Here, hang on. Oh, the end. Oh, I remember the oh, end. Oh, dude, the emotional roller coasters in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let, let's, <laughs> let's hit one of those. Okay. Guess. So to give a loose plot here, uh, Bill, Jim Belushi and Rob Lowe meet fucking old this bitch right here. The Elizabeth Perkins. Elizabeth from Perkins Big, from and Big. Demi Moore in the bar. Yeah. And uh, Demi Moore and Rob Lowe immediately hit it off. It's yep. love at first sight. And yep. she plays this hardcore feminist and she's disgusted by Jim Belushi. Yes. That's their dynamic, the whole fucking thing. I think she's kind of funny. you know. And then the movie kind of encapsulates a few years of like Rob Lowe and Demi Moore's relationship. So yes. like they move in together, they bathe yep. nude together and hold yep. each other in a fucking reverse fashion. Yep. They fucking listen to a stereo with headphones together yeah. <laughs> because he has headphones. Oh my God, we got to find that. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. You know, I remember, and they're totally in that Chicago apartment, that classic three-story Chicago apartment, you know? Oh, I, I mean, I, yeah. I think this might be it. So guess who I bumped into at the supermarket? St. Patrick. God, she. This is the This is the cutest Demi Moore ever was, ever. Really? Like I still like when I think of like this is still like an image in my head of like oh my god she's so goddamn cute. Th this was her attempt. She's starting to break away a little bit from the brat pack. Because this was the movie before, uh, after uh, St. Almost Fire, but before Wisdom, which is garbage, you know? Look at those eyes. Uh, her true break, though, was Ghost. Ghost is when she became her own independent actress. Yeah. You know, and was like, you know, successful. And then she and, threw down with G.I. Jane immediately after well, that. G.I. Jane came out in 97. And that, and that, you know something? 
She she kind of lost. I feel it, like Bullock you know? knocked her off the fucking mountain. Sandra Bullock fucking dethroned Demi Moore. De- interesting. Demi yeah. Moore could have had that career of like de- like Sandra Bullock got into that general movie. Like Demi yeah. Moore had a had a had a type of movie. She was always playing a lawyer. She was always playing a character that you kind of underestimated in a way, or like some sort of in her like cute date me. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I, I also. I That's why G.I. Jane changed it. Yeah, and then she was in striptease, which you know I think that was a Only very one kind of that wasn't take. Nude. Yeah, <laughs> but but she she shows I, her tits in this movie. Though. I think she made twelve she, million bucks for striptease, which was a huge amount yeah. of money at the time. And, and I I think I don't think audiences could trust her like they did Julia Roberts. Yeah, that's you know? something I should also make known about why I like this as a kid too. They showed to me more naked in this movie. A lot. Yeah. Well, again, this that's the only reason why I want to watch this. I remember like... He said hello to me. Yeah. Naturally, I ignored him. So guess what he does? He starts screaming at the top of his lungs. Hello? Hello? Like a lunatic. I get the hell out of there. I am sorry. That guy is a maniac. Oh, it's Irish and we're going to drink a Tommy O'Shaughnessy's old Tom. Billy Keen is going to play and I got a corn pipe to match my nose, my cauliflower nose, and it's really red. Welcome to O'Finnegan's here on fucking... <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, this is Mothers. There are Mothers he again. Hitting on me. God, Chicago yeah. loves St. Patrick's Day. No. Also, this movie embraces the community softball game. Uh, with no glove! It opens and closes. Understood. It opens and closes with the softball game. We'll show yeah. that. The end is great. This movie actually ends great because it's very realistic. Like... It ends with them broken up and they kind of leave you with the like idea that like, oh, they're going to kind of maybe get back together. Yeah, they get along now again because they it ends up a disaster. Oh, yeah. But a comedic disaster. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I mean, to get back at you, that uh, sort of thing. Uh, mm, yeah. speaking of no breakup is ever easy. <laughs> Could you stop following me around? I don't want to have to start drinking in the suburbs. I love you. Oh, let's not get corny, please. I love you. I'm going home. Damn. Wait. <laughs> Damn, and he's falling for her again. The oh, yeah, because rod. Rob Lowe eventually stands up to Jim Belushi and calls him a pig, and their yeah, relationship yeah. ends. You're going to let this broad get yeah. in between our fucking cocks? I know, exactly. I miss you, man. Just get away from me. I'm going to go. Oh, so fucking in the rain. Look at that fucking T-Bird right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the that's fucking a, car right there. Yeah, absolutely. The, there Look at that, that Illinois license plate is my childhood. Yeah. Oh, my God. That light blue top with the, the Illinois top. says Land of the Lincoln down yep. here and up yep. here in the corner. Oh, that's my childhood. See, I remember like the beige one even before that. The one that's in Risky Business. But yeah. I said it. I did. Is that Chinatown? Uh I actually think that's Division Street. Okay. You know, kind of near, uh, again, near there Mothers. There are no more neon signs in Chicago. Really? There aren't? I don't, that's like a, the downtown does not look like that anymore. Yeah. It's, you look at downtown when, when they're playing softball. There are all these. There's li- literally like 25 buildings that aren't off. There are all these you know? lightless signs. Like, I feel like downtown is so corporate and shuttered that they want you to think they're, everything's closed. Like, they don't want anything to seem approachable or, like, there's no lights and signs. Like, past 7 p.m., it looks like everything's shut down. Interesting. God, I haven't been out there There ain't while. no people having romantic arguments next to T-Birds in downtown anymore. You do that shit on your balcony in your fucking high-rise. Once. Once, but you 
You didn't even mean it. I did mean it. I love you. It'll I, pass. I, I, I no, hate. It I, I hate like the couple that would fight in public used to really fucking bother me. Oh yeah, because it was never this. Like this is, it's always too, like I, there was a couple arguing at the A's Red Sox game we went to and he was literally calling his girlfriend a cunt bitch. Ugh. Like it was so abusive. It's never playful like this. Yeah. Like it's, yes. you never get the sense of like, oh, this seems like there's emotions tipping over here. Well, or also like it's a ping pong match. You know, it's usually like someone mispronouncing a word. It's awkward. You're not awkward, arguing the right way, you know? That would be my, if I was a director and I did any scene, I would always demand that the actors in the, in the background, like, look crazy. Exactly. Well, what's going on? Exactly. Don't take your phone out and film. Yeah. I miss you. I miss what we had. We had nothing. I only, I have two pairs of headphones and I want you to have the other set. I can't listen to Boz Skaggs by myself anymore. It's true. It was the best. We had nothing. We had good sex. Don't say that. I love you. It doesn't work Shit. though. Yeah, yeah. They, they totally. You don't know what love is. <laughs> I you said that to Laura you. Greenlee when we were doing a, a stocking incident <laughs> <laughs> through at a softball game. This is how Chicago was through the chain link fence when she was like, "I love you, Adam." I, I said, "You don't know what that means." That's you great. Know? I said that to her. Adam, you're up. Fucking, yeah. I'm up to bat, lady. Yeah. I was oh in the God. fucking outfield, and she went on the fucking, she went on the field during the game. Play was going on. You know what I mean? It was. And now you feel sorry for yourself because there's something you want, and you can't have it. No. But you had it. I, I gave you love. I, 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 but you asked me to leave, and I left. Okay, let's talk about it. Can we have a cup of coffee? Sam, it's taken me a long time to get over this. It's taken me 30 minutes of this I movie, know. several it's, montages <laughs> <laughs> of me going and crying and getting Kleenexes for my girlfriend. So and, hard, but I did it. We just, we just Ooh, God, low. Oh, I don't know if I was acting Dan, here. I'm going to fuck a guy tonight. I'm picking him up. It's Tommy oh, Keene. Yeah. He's playing Irish tin whistle, <laughs> you know? Over. We're going to see Dog Star, okay? <laughs> That would, that would be 95, yeah. not 86. No. I bet you Johnny Depp was playing music at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. De Depp was starting to get a foot. A foot. He was in a We're all going to go see Emilio's band. <laughs> yeah, so she oh, literally blew him off. Thumping ass bum, 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 shit, It's a rough time in the 80s. We're having a tough time. I might as well just go to Cabrini Green and die. <laughs> yeah, they're close to... This is, this is truly the end. Uh, as bad as it got, I really think that it was the best thing around. I think that I thought... That fucking voice, dude. That smoky kind of voice. Yeah, that was Margot Kidder. My parents, and, and I just wish I wouldn't have pushed. Do you know who had a little bit of that? It was a little bit of that Scarlett Johansson, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Hers is a little bit more like this, though. You want to go play tennis? Yeah. <laughs> No, maybe we've gone slower. No, it was it was me. I uh He's quivering a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up to bat. I gotta clam it up. I think I thought it was gonna be different than it than what it was really like. Gonna get a tear to roll into the crevice really... of the chin. Me too. Maybe we were just too naive. He's thinking, if I can just get a tear. God, to roll into the crevice of this cheek, I, yeah. it'll look great on film. <laughs> <laughs> it's my Oscar moment. At one time, at this point, this is the same year that Top Gun came out. This is the truth. 
in my opinion, in my mind, he was at the same level as Tom Cruise. Because they were both in The Outsiders, and he had a, a more of a speaking role Cruise in The Outsiders. Cruise dethroned him. Bullock dethroned her. Yeah, yeah. Cruise, when Top Gun happened, then Lowe's, and then Lowe got caught having sex with a uh, minor and filming it at the uh, Democratic Party convention in Atlanta in What were they compared to a Jodie Foster at this point here? Oh, or was she not doing stuff? When no, they, no, no. Foster, by this... The, she was still young, though, right? Yeah, she hadn't got... She had gone to Yale from 81 to 85. And I don't think she did much movie or much acting during that time. Uh, the Accused, I look at that as being like her in 88. Her return. Yeah, and she won an Oscar for that. And, and like her won, first, like, oh, she's an adult. Uh, yeah, exactly. She's, she's more, like getting she's rich. She's, she's getting of, art in a movie. Well, yeah, what, was her, what was her movie before that? I know her she from Nell... And contact. Yeah, no, yeah, Nell, but that's when she became a true leading lady. Uh, well, she when she won the Oscar for that, and of course, Silence of the Lambs. Those are the two things that catapulted her, where she was like hardcore leading woman for many years until so, like Panic Room. So they kind until, of like, filled the gap room. of like the the Jody gap. This nah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe again, again, much. Demi Moore was very much uh, Margot Kidder. Like because of Margot Kidder, there was a Demi Moore. Margot Kidder was a big leading yeah, woman. Yeah, I could see how she's like a carbon Instagram. copy. The voice, that husky a voice. A young one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a little Margot more Kidder was rough by this yeah. point. Yeah, she was actually, by mid-late 80s. Oh, she sounded like a tax attorney. In a, in a, <laughs> in a, you know something. I'm going to need more information. Are, are you are you legally blind? <laughs> you know, but yeah, she was, uh, you know, in, in 81, I had a crush on Margot Kidder. I liked her eyes. Her eyes really turned Look, me on. He's crying. I never had this moment with a girlfriend. Uh, could we have dinner sometime? Maybe. I think she gives him a maybe. Yeah, we could. Oh. Actually, huh, my roommate is going out of town for the weekend, and this is when uh, I don't have any it makes me feel so old. We haven't been in the neighborhood. We could do Chinese or something. Oh, I know. Oh, I would never go to Chinatown. It's a dangerous place. Let's just go to some old joint. Well, it's not. It's, it's not new. It's an old joint that's been re... You see, because he, he got his shit together with his career. He opened up a restaurant. You know, he's following his dream. She's going to be there. You see, they're coming back together again. Because they have more distance and time to figure mm -hmm. it out, you know. So... I do like the montage sequence in this, where he's like, basically... Uh, you know, wolf dogging, the hound dogging around town. You yeah, know, he, he's basically fucking everything. All the makeup sex, which I gotta admit it, makeup or not makeup sex, but uh, but don't Belushi rebound and, sex is actually don't good. Belushi and Perkins fuck at some point in no, the movie. No, 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 no. They, they have a real fucking a, a, a locking of the horns when she's basically just accuses him of being a homosexual. And look what we got. Into. And he's like, you know something? If you just didn't have, a, I think he says, if you didn't have a snatch between your legs, you'd be useless. I think that's what he says. I think it's literally a line like that. Like, whoa. You want to take I a always break? thought he was a loser. Yeah, we should take a break. Yeah. All right. We'll go to the cable box. Yep. Um, let me switch this over. We've got a first half. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's do it. Let me pull up this break screen. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. All right. We'll be right back. Aww. They're the perfect couple. Sticking the same thing. Listen. I know you're still figuring out where life is taking you, and I don't want to make that more complicated than it is. Look at the difference you've made here. I don't just mean the village. It's funny how I had to run away to find myself. And yet, here in Vale, it just feels like home. 
you feel like home. I really, really hate to interrupt, but... You know. Please, for me. Uh, it's okay. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's all right. So sorry. <laughs> Does it work? Yeah. Okay. Trish, this really isn't a good time. I apologize, Chelsea, but you were talking to a desperate woman. Vienna told me what's been going on. Then you know Elegant Events needs you back. I need you back, whatever it takes. Trish, I'm begging you, Chelsea. How did I let you leave in the first place? I know what you're getting at, but I'm in Vail now. And I like it. It's a lovely place to visit. We can work another vacation into your new deal. I can make you vice president of something. Whatever you want. Are you serious? Come back. Turn it off. This is who's jet ski, a rental? Yeah. Did you go to see the safety briefing level? Yeah. Okay, so you know about the 50-foot rule? Uh, for being anywhere close within 50 foot of another vessel, the shoreline, anything in the water? Yeah, not really. I'm not used to lakes. I've been on lake like three times in my life. I usually go on rivers. I'm from Missouri. You guys are sitting here splashing each other back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a major safety issue. Okay. Have you taken the motor education class? No. Okay. Do you have your driver's license with you? Yeah, it's not on. I had it with me and then we stopped to put everything back because I thought it was going to get wet. Have you ever taken boater's education? No, I haven't. Okay. What time do y'all turn these in? Four o'clock. Okay. I'll tell you what, 3.55, let's go back to where y'all rendered them and then we'll address the 50 foot when we get there, okay? So y'all won't be late turning these in, okay? Bye. Above a headway speed, all it takes when that happens is for one person to turn the wrong way. I've had uh, multiple accidents out on this lake as a result of jet ski operation, violating the 50 foot rule. And so that's one that we take pretty seriously. Okay, when you take off from here, do so slowly, okay? Slowly, slowly. Sticks in the spray. That'll be another citation, they spray us. He said he knew about the 50 foot, but he was riding his weight. Just did it again. That's the same guy we're already riding. I know. I don't think oh he understood. Oh my gosh. Hey, we just talked to you about that, man. That's it? Yeah. Progressive's Home Quote Explorer makes it easy to compare home insurance options. Man, I told my wife I'd been here for hours. What do we do now? We live. <laughs> and money with Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. What you do afterwards is up to you. Oh, I was actually just thinking I would take a nap. Pretty tired. Okay. Michael, I've lost 62 pounds on Gobo and I have kept it off. Most of the weight that I gained was strictly in my belly, which is a sign of insulin resistance. But since Gobo, that weight has completely gone away, as you can tell. Thanks to Gobo and Release, I've got my life and my health back. Can I confess something? 
Anything, safe space. I think I have like 25 subscriptions and it kills me because I know I'm wasting so much money. Have you heard of Rocket Money? It sounds familiar. Okay, well, it's a financial app the internet is obsessed with. It shows you all your subscriptions in one place. Yeah. Any you don't want, you cancel with one tap. I went on literally the other day, canceled some, saved $300. All right. Best I'm more part? interested now. Didn't have to talk to anybody on the phone, which if you know me. You hate talking to people. I do. I'm Including millennial. me. Oh, it sounds like I'm downloading Rocket Money. You should. I think you should too. Mom. Litter Robot, the revolutionary self-cleaning litter box that eliminates the chore of scooping, reduces litter tracking, and traps odors. And Litter Robot provides real-time updates. Litter Robot by Whisker. Got that new DQ cake batter cookie dough blizzard. All that cake batter flavor and confetti cookie dough. Dad, you said you'd wait until you got home before digging in. Oh, I never said that. That's cold. The new DQ cake batter cookie dough blizzard. Only at DQ. Get it in the app. With Spectrum Mobile, your mobile speeds are already amazingly fast, but now they've developed Speed Boost. And it's only possible because Spectrum Internet, Advanced Wi-Fi, and Mobile all work together. It's like speed on top of speed on top of speed, or like taking a shot of espresso, like this one. Woo! And chugging an energy drink. Yeah! And then being shot out of a cannon. Let's light this candle. Change my mind, change my mind, change my mind. Get fast speeds on your mobile devices with Speed Boost, only from Spectrum Mobile. So you have diabetes and your glucose is heading low. Good thing the new Dexcom G7 can alert you before you go too low. Now that's more peace of mind with Dexcom G7. Before Pediasure, I was concerned he was behind in growth. His pediatrician had us try Pediasure. It's clinically proven to help kids grow and has seven nutrients for immune support. Now his confidence has grown too. Can I help? Nutrition for growth and immune support. HGTV is going all in for the biggest build of all playtime. A real life-size Barbie dream house that you can really live in. Barbie dream house challenge. Special event July 16th date on HGTV. Super Bowl. Honestly, I saw the halftime performance. You know, I don't think I ever told him that, though. This is Poof, the most powerful pet odor eliminator in the world. No harsh chemicals. No harsh chemicals no at all. No fragrances. None. Seriously? Oh. It's safe for people, pets, and the planet. What's this? Oh. That's pure ammonia. Oh. Just gotta poof it. Oh. Check this out. 
Wow, I don't smell anything. Literally nothing. That's because there's nothing to smell. Poof is a commercial grade formula. A no nonsense, no fragrance, odor eliminator. A formula used in the country's largest municipal waste companies to eliminate organic odors and make entire communities more livable. Yet it meets the most stringent safety standards. Pet odor, poof it. Urine, feces, vomit, litter box smell, plus the odor on the pet. Wet dog, eye odor, ear odor, face odor, stinky skin folds. Any organic odor. Coming back. Junk odor. One spray and it goes away. These fucking. Give it a smell. Commercial wow. jingles got vibes. Generic sprays only cover up and reduce. Right. Oh, oh, God. God. If your poop looks like that, you haven't. Uh, you haven't been eating enough fiber. When it looks like soft serve ice cream, I think that's kind of a bad sign. Yeah, dog, dog feces? Yeah, it should be nice and it should be grippable. You should have a nice grippable pile. Yeah, and you should be able to throw it. But yeah. you know something? I can't do that sometimes. <laughs> throw it at dorks. <laughs> we throw dog shit at dorks here. You know, I'm a, bu a buddy of mine went to this like Catholic school in, uh, in Cleveland. And uh, he said one time in between classes, some, some kid had taken a shit directly in the middle of the hall. And like to the mind of a 15 or a 16 year old, it was like a bunch of hyena gorillas. Like, oh, I mean, the, the school went nuts when that happened. Like someone did that. That's wild. <laughs> that is such a, like, <laughs> like a 15 year old like guy thing to do. Yeah. That's like mental health shit now. Like if you're dealing, if you're dealing in feces now, you have like a mental problem. You know, I, I gotta be honest with you. Part shit of my play is crazy. Well, well, yeah. I, I hear you. Uh, one, I'm so critical of how everyone is on the continuum or on the spectrum. Well, no, 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 has a mental. He, can I say what I hate about <laughs> yeah, it? Talking yeah. about point across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the main thing that pisses me off about it, to me, that is just related to industry of creating yet another drug to take for this and yet another drug to take for that. So you know, it, it's you know, some of it's true, you know, but uh, whatever. I, I think a lot of it is done for the industry. I medication, agree in a way. Pharmaceuticals that people take advantage and make more drugs than you need. Mm -hmm. Also, you can't really treat autism i would argue that there have always been just as many autistic people and on the spectrum we just called them dorks yeah and sissies yeah yeah and and idiots and dorks yeah dorks anti-social like that's that was people on the spectrum i think yeah. it's just more of a diagnosable thing now i've heard from someone it's, it's yeah. not the cause it's the diagnostics like, yeah yeah it's a that's why it's a spectrum like no one is fucking normal yeah yeah, you know, but that's also I, part I think, of it too. I think what it's become, and maybe that's what annoys you, is personality traits. Have we found out that like that's chemical? Like how you interact with society isn't your choice. Like some people can't be social. Yeah, and I, like, I hear that. Yeah, and 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 it's not just like oh you're like you're weird for that. Like it's just i think it's just the idea to normalize that like not everyone is a change jiggler walking in being like hey, everybody, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and that's okay yeah <laughs> you know what movie i saw yesterday i saw uh no hard feelings the jennifer lawrence comedy and uh, she's naked in that shit right she, she got full on in the buck naked like did you see that did you see her, li her lips uh i mean you didn't see that it wasn't like that but i will say she this doesn't much. She run across a football field no or no something? no what is she's skinny dipping with this guy in the ocean and then their clothing gets stolen so she goes up by three three punk kids who are drunk and she goes and beats the shit out of them when she's naked 
you know, she also gets kicked directly in the pussy by, one, by a woman. I mean, just like boom, right? There. I've heard I mean, that hurts. Yeah, I'm sure it does. You know, just and as I, many nerves as the balls. Oh, probably more. I mean, realistically, women just have their balls are just kind of inside of them. Well, it's their ovaries. Yeah, you know, if they were boys, they would have nuts. If we were women, we'd have ovaries. You know, so but but it just my my, my point is is. She gets and she comes out of the water. It's a darkly lit scene. It's kind of it's at night. So that's how they got away with it. But I'm telling you, it's like, oh, my I got to admit it. She has got a smoking body. I mean, it's oh, yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. She's a I looker. mean, I was like, oh, my you are a uh, very attractive woman. You know, I mean, I was noticing it. I was like, holy shit. You know, well, and I also feel like she's finally old enough to where you don't feel like a creepy old man acknowledging it. Like before, <laughs> it's like, oh, no, you're like in your 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or now it's like, oh, you're 33. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we can be in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, you know, honestly, I had such low expectations going into it because the plot seemed so oh, preposterous and ridiculous to me. Lowered expectations. But, uh, but it was, it was uneven. It was an uneven movie. They went for some really big laughs that didn't hit. But there was like, I'd say there was at least eight or nine moments where I authentically laughed. Chris I don't just know. came out and bad. was like, how do I feel about that movie? And then he went, By the rights, how bizarre. How bizarre. It, it, it was, I don't understand movies now. Uh, watching it, because here's the plot line. Here's the plot, very quick thing. Matthew Broderick plays the father of a, basically this shut-in kid who's going to Princeton. Yeah. And the parents are, are very concerned that he hasn't had more life experiences, like getting drunk, maybe <clears throat> ever having a girlfriend, anything like that. And he just plays video games. And they kind of go into a story and they, Basically, he's you know, this Gen Z dork. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Although he's smart, uh, he's very, he's very articulate. Did this get you on the spectrum thing? Because they make him all autis, autistic well, and shit like I, I that. I think, but it's also like the mother thinks that because she just has to worry all the time. You know, it's helicopter parents. It's the helicopter parenting thing, which I fucking can't stand. What was this movie called? Uh, uh, no hard feelings. And uh, I, I thought. But honestly, uh, you know, Jennifer and then Jennifer Lawrence is basically she looks at an ad, I think on Craigslist or something where she lost her car. That's the opening scene of the movie. She needs to get a car. This family is going to give her a car if basically she beds their son and kind of like gets him out of his shell. And, and it seems so preposterous and unrealistic. But honestly, it, it, it actually had some funny moments in it. I have to be I got to be frank. She's a very good actress. That's like the girl she I dated. She's a good actress. She, she I mean she know she when you when she says a line, you fucking believe it when Jennifer Lawrence says a line. The you girl I do. dated before Larry, yeah. uh she was 6 years younger than me and I was 29, so she was 23, 23. when I dated her. That's a tough range. Um early 20 to late 20 is a tough range. But she to, told to me, well yeah, she fucking broke my heart cuz she fucking was young and the bitch told me she loved me. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, you date a 23 year old. She's going to break up with you. Like she yeah. just got out of college and she yep. needs to experience life. Yep. No, I mean, I, yeah, no, I, I know that feeling. Yeah. This is, this is kind of a funny scene. So, but she told me a similar story where like her brother was like a little, like a little older than her, not quite my age. Yeah. And he was such a dork that her mom went to her when she was in like eighth grade. And was like, I've know you, I know you smoke pot. Can you smoke weed with your brother? Because really? he was like a junior in high school, and she was like, he's like, I'm concerned. Can you like do cool stuff with your brother? Wow. So wow. she was like, I'm younger than my brother, and my mom had me like get high with him. <laughs> because wow. Wow. Yeah, man. I mean, it was my mom. That that. Never I was gonna. Happened. I was gonna say that's such like a i that idea of like, it's almost like socially giving your kid chicken pox, of like. 
Let's get someone, let them hang out with the bullies. Let them get bullied, get yeah. dirty. Like in Sandlot when she's like, get dirty, climb fences. Yeah. Like that yeah. whole idea of like, you need to get out and well, not exactly. be a dork. Being a dork was a huge thing oh. in the 90s. Oh, oh, I mean, the, if you were to say, you know, of the personality types, spaz, nerd, dork, geek, those categories, those four large categories, which one did you fall into? Do you believe? I know the one I'm into. I know the one that I am. I would I'm probably curious. say geek because I was like into the Power Rangers until I was 13. And like okay. I watched car like I watched very child centric television. Yeah. Like well into my teens. And yeah. I watched other stuff. I liked other yeah. adult, but I just also liked Pokemon at when I was in high school. Like, yeah. It, so like probably and I'm a, I get obsessed about everything, like everything I get into. I really get into it. Yeah. So I kind of, the, the more analytical side of it, of like actually fundamentally being obsessed with stuff and not just like, yeah, ed, like I'm not educationally not a dork at all. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd say a geek <laughs> is more your category. Uh, yeah. Geek to me, nerds were like, they did good in school. Yeah. A nerd yep. gets good grades. Yes. And is like into learning and shit like that. Yep. Where like to me, geeks are just like obsessed with pointless shit. Yeah. Even though, the, I mean, they could be smart and know every detail about that. They know about nothing else. Spaz you know I mean? is a behavioral thing. Yeah. Yeah. Spaz you can't control your body. Flighty. Yeah. You can't control your body. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think of when I think of a spaz. Who's a spaz? That's when you think of an actor who's a spaz. Would it have been Michael J. Fox? Short. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yes. Martin Short is a fucking spaz. Spaz, who, who got control of it, exactly. Oh, yeah. He's always off, even when he leaves the scene. Yeah, exactly. He's like... <laughs> he leaves in a certain way, too, exactly. He enters the scene, and he exits the scene in a certain way, exactly. Yeah. Because the category I was in, uh, I, I, I hate to say this, I hate to say this, I, I had some dork in me. I had some dork in me. You know, I, I wanted to be a nerd, because I, I was told I should be, but I had such a hard time focusing on school when I was in high school. She banged this guy? No, no, this is the opening scene. She used to, she used to date this guy and she, she's a local in this town in New York that basically is being taken or being gentrified, you know? So, and she's pissed off about that too. There's kind of a class subtext in it. It's actually, honestly. Start an OnlyFans, bitch. It's, it, honestly, <clears throat> it's got some fun. He's funny. Oh, I've heard it's funny. It's got some decent. I've heard the, the, the libs are, ha are having a hard time with it. Because a lot of people think it's like she's rapey in it and stuff like that. Oh, well, I mean, she's a, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think it, again, it had more misses than hits, but it had enough hits to You're keep gonna you interested. You're going to see more movies like this because this is the edgy thing now. And the right have created this because they think every gay and trans person is a pedophile now. Yeah. I feel like the subversive thing to do now is to make a movie about inappropriate age stuff. That fucking movie with... Philip Seymour Hoffman's son that came out. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Where, he's like in, where he's like in eighth grade and he yeah, fucks yeah. a 20 year old. Well, yeah. Well, he's like 15 and she's 25. I feel like yeah. that's the count. The, the left is kind of not even the left, but like that's becoming the thing to do in movies of like, Oh, this large group of people think this is weird. So we'll kind of try and do this artistically. So yeah. like, I feel like you're going to see a lot more inappropriate person interacting with a dork or a young yeah. kid more yeah. more bad santas and more fucking bad grandpa type yeah. shit yeah because that's really all this is is like chick bad santa yeah yeah exactly you know oh so he it is come out of his room he didn't talk to girls and drink so when you say date him do you mean date him or date him yes date him Date him hard. Courtney Cox yeah. looks like she lowered that. That's not Courtney. Co I thought it was, bit. but it's not her. I thought okay. it was Courtney Cox. Because I was going to say she's got a distinct fucking chiseled face yeah. now. 
Yeah. I'll date his brains out. What makes me bummed out when I watched it, I actually. So it's established we want you to fuck our child. Basically, yeah. Essentially, yes. You know, how old he's, but he's like of age. He's 19. Yeah. He's not, he's going to Princeton, you know, and it's, you know, that personality type is fucking out there. Oh boy, the fucking comedians that rape women are going to be up in arms about this. Oh, when I do it, it's rape. But when she does it, it's I live in a world of stupid false equivalencies. Yeah. I know nothing about (laughs) power. Here's my physical strength over someone else. I don't know if I've told you this before, but to me, when someone gives the whole like, I like dates 19 like if you're 50 and you're yeah. dating like a, yeah. someone in their late 20s even though it's legal yeah you want to fuck children <laughs> you just I don't know pick, that but you just pick someone who is the same age gap that would be where you could fuck a child <laughs> but it's legal when you were 31 he wanted to be a 12 year old but now you're 50 so or you even a, like you like yeah. Anyone oh who's anyone who theory. only dates 19 year olds, I'm like, yeah. you want to fuck children. Uh, you just want to make it. You just want the loophole. The story I've heard, Jeremy Piven, I guess, like literally tries to still date like late teens, early 20s women. He's it's a like, pedophile. That I mean, is that I guarantee you he wants to fuck children. He just picks the latest age possible. That's legal. I, I get young women being attractive. I get that. I'm heterosexual. But there's come a point in my life as I have age where it's like, if a woman's 23, you've got nothing in common with her. Yeah. You can't talk about anything. Here's what I... You know, it's like, how do you connect? You know, yeah, she looks good. I'll say it better like this. So what? These age of consent people who border that and are always kind of... Yeah, 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 pushing the... If the age of consent was 13, you'd date a 13-year-old. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't... It's not... You're not into 19-year-olds. You're into children. <laughs> oh man, God's rough. Yeah. I, uh, what made me feel old about this is that she's, she's supposed to play it off. Like, God, she's just this old woman at 32, you know, cause they were looking for someone in their early twenties to mid twenties. And she basically lied about it. But then she was like, okay, yeah. I'm 32. And then the kid's 19, but they both look extremely young to yeah. me. Like, I'm just like, well, this is, that was yeah. jarring to my sensibility. She looks young to it's me. It's the same concept. You know, it's just it's, when I clip that thing out about the pedophiles, 2000, yeah. 2000 views, it's going to be very controversial. Oh, God. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. The whole, uh, that's what it's all about, man. Just that's not- how YouTube is. They want you to talk about pedophilia <clears throat> and all yeah. that stuff, but don't say fuck while you do it. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, yeah. The animal shelter. Hi. Yeah. This is the first Mind time where she basically. Wiener? What? Yeah. Dog. Yeah, it's jokes like that 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 often don't hit. I think they're a little it's forced too over and wedged. the top. You know, but there are some funny moments in this. There's a storyline with her too that's kind of wedged at the end too. But you know, there's enough laughs, and honest to God, I did not hate it. You know, I, mean, I, I really almost didn't. would like it if she played it a little more rugged. Of like, hey kid, let's go. Like instead well, of being like, moments like, hello, sir. Can I touch your wiener? Yeah, well, where she, it was like trying to be sexy. Yeah, I mean, she, she, uh, she definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't. This is in the way yeah. to my house. It's a shortcut. She's driving a rape van. Yeah, yeah, cause it's her friend's van because her car has been stolen, which is the reason why she answered the I'm ad because she's going to get a car if she is, is successful in achieving this. So he, she gets maced, which actually is kind of a, it's kind of a funny sequence. Oh, dude, violence is great. You know. Grow up. This kid is unfuckable. Have a drink together. He'll have a Long Island iced tea. 
Yeah, that actually, that's, a, that's a funny scene. <laughs> Long Island iced teas are delicious. They're great. That's why you get fucked up. You they get go down like loaded, water. man. And it's, it's like four shots, well, man. And it's 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 rum, vodka, yeah. and like tequila, and then they pour a little Sprite in it. Yeah, I know, I know. It's really the lack of lifeguards. Let's get the fuck in here right now. Okay. I think it's kind of scene. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's this where is the red band trailer. Maybe they show. It's actually really sweet. The best part about getting older is not giving a fuck what people think. I'm an adult now. I can make my own decisions. That's that's good. You want to save it? Save it. You know, everyone thinks they don't give a shit when they get older. They still give a shit a little bit. Get away from her. Stay. Oh. <laughs> But that's actually kind of a funny sequence. All the a, scenes where there's violence are great. Yeah, there's actually kind of a uh, there's a storyline to that too. She goes to a high school party and they all think she's just this old cougar. You that's know, great. The Three Stooges rules. That's all this oh, trailer reminds me. You know, you have to admit it. There's some funny stuff in that. I like the Three Stooges. You know, I mean, I, those scenes in the Three Stooges when they have sincere. Reans reactions or responses and Mo just slaps him in the face. I know. That's fucking hilarious. I know, I know. And like all the different scenarios they'll just came be like, with. no, let's go left, Mo. What are you talking about? <laughs> like it's so hilarious. Like that would be hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. If you fucking slapped the shit out of your friend because he just told you to turn left. I remember like maybe you're not of the same era. Maybe you must have done this because you you were I mean, when I was young, you'd sometimes get into a fight with a friend of yours. You at least oh, shove yeah, them around, never, you, you know, it was slap never, them. Dude, one time I'll tell this story. I'm glad we're going back to the NFL network for this. Yeah, we got to do this. Uh, ooh, here fucking some drunk Texans on Lone Star Law. Um, They're just drunk down here trying to house Mexicans coming in and taking the jobs. Um, Why do they do that? I don't understand. I'm Chris Christopherson and I'm Texas Justice. Working in Big Bend Park. It's a federal land. Don't take my land. No, dude, New government. Orleans is where they talk like that. The Lone Star Law people are very like, evening, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but very much. The Louisiana law fuckers, those people, people talk like mud. Louisiana rivals Illinois in its corruption. Yeah. It is. Extremely well, it's corrupt. It touches. It's. I feel like Mississippi just absorbs <laughs> corruption into the. It absorbs the South. Mississippi is so corrupt. Brett Favre is so corrupt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It, it is. <laughs> you know, uh, with New Orleans. What's interesting about New Orleans and Louisiana? That was the farthest northern tip of the Caribbean slave trade. So it's got this <clears throat> Creole thing going on. Yeah. I mean, it, it has got a, well, you've been, you were just there yeah. recently. It's got a different vibe. Here's I like it. Here's what I was going to say. It's though. different. I like it. So game day 98 I had for PlayStation one <laughs> yeah. and me and my best friend who I'm still brother from another mother yep. to this day. He, we, we had a season going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and we were like seven years into the franchise <laughs> and this cocksucker traded Warren Sapp. Oh. Like didn't even discuss it. Just like it was going through the people and just traded Warren Sapp in front of my eyes. Ninety nine <laughs> overall defensive tackle, and I slapped him in the face, and he like left my house in a huff. Like yeah, he was, he was like he, he was really upset that yeah. like over a war like I tricked because I traded Warren Sapp, <laughs> and uh, then because like, he's literally one of your best players. He eventually you know? came home. That's goddamn it. That was my goddamn point. Of course, like you we, know? I know we I just I don't dismiss it, Keith. Like goddamn, yeah. Yeah, we just yeah. won several Super Bowls because of that defensive fucking plug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he came over later that day. We, but he now we laugh about it. Of like, yeah. remember when you fucking slapped me because I traded Warren Sapp? <laughs> <laughs> but but, but I, it makes total sense from like a 13, 12 year old mindset. Yeah, it makes 
perfect what sense. What the fuck are you doing? It makes and like, perfect sense. It wasn't even that he did it. Like, yeah. it was a good trade, but like, yeah. don't just do it. I know exactly. And plus, you got to consult on that. that, that that's a big move. You got to at least we talk into about it. That. It's not like we would not yeah. take the game. We used to put on suits when the draft came. <laughs> dude, I tell you what, I'm looking my fantasy football draft this year, dude. A buddy of mine's getting a suite in Vegas. One of the guys in the league. Hell yeah. People from Chicago are flying in. People from LA are coming to it. It is, it's like my 20th year in the league. I, always, I, I won it once. I won it four years ago. I'm always trying to convince Wesley to like, dude, let's do a fucking Vegas draft because <laughs> I live out in LA. Exactly. But they all, he, he was like, you're really the only one that lives like a plane right away. Like yeah. they all live in different towns, but yeah. like, he was like, there, he goes, you, he was like, you know how hard it is to coordinate a online draft? He yeah. was like, can you imagine getting everyone together in one spot? There's been about and, three to four months of work on this. Well, there's also 14 people in our league. Yeah, we got 12. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's hard to pull off. Not everyone's going to be able to make it, but eight of the nine people will be able to make it. Yeah. People from L.A., Brady's going to be in it, Acosta. My, anyway, I, we, I shouldn't go through those names. But but I was just, uh, we were talking, but I think I'm more, I was more of a dork. I'd like to say I, I was a dork around women, certainly. Bad around girls bad with girls when i was younger N not good i imagine your dad saying the same thing to yeah. people. <laughs> he's bad around girls i, I just you know I, I just had you know whatever Th that is my mother's influence it's also my life i have to take responsibility for that it was a long it's time ago my life. but I, I was Adam i would say i was a dork with women but i was more of a geek Look, in terms think of, of obsessing i mean i'm obsessed with sports the obviously. vikings will not get rid of fucking dalvin cook no no they cut him they cut him they cut him so they the dolphins are interested in oh, Here's what I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. Switching to the NFL. It's a bad story. You're going to love it, though. So I've, oh, no, I'll tell you. I've heard that. No, my story about Cook. Go ahead. Yeah. After, after uh, Cousins, uh, after he's, that he's definitely not re signing with the Vikings and there's going to be interest between the, there's going to be this war between the Rams and the 49ers to sign Kirk Cousins. Well, that's, uh, they signed him to a, they only gave him, he has a one, they didn't re extend his contract, which I think is actually a pretty good move. At the same time, they don't have a succession plan in place. Who did they draft? Didn't they draft? They drafted Jalen Hall from BYU in the fifth round. Ooh. This is not the solution. So what they're basically saying is, okay, if he, if the offense gets, cause he, I'll be honest with you, this last year was the best year he's had with the Vikings. It wasn't great, but it was better than other years he's had. At the same time, he lost the playoff game. Because the, his decision at the end to check down at the end against the Giants killed them. They lost the game as a result of that at home. Uh, and, uh, but, but they lost because of defense. So they give him, there's, he has one more year in his contract, uh, and to see how he performs. If he performs well, I think they might actually sign him to an extension. I wouldn't be surprised at this time and say, okay, you end your career. Here's three more years. Uh, but, but yeah, if he, if, you know, they freed up a bunch of cap space, and plus it's going to go up by another $20 million next year. So they're going to try to make some moves next year, but I, I don't know. Their defense this year, Keith, uh, they signed like... Well, there's uh, going to be that warm-up period, too, because they're changing yeah. back to a uh, 4-3, right? No, no, they're, they're doing they're a 3-4 with but Flores, and according to the OTAs, totally different look He's on defense. Dude, and too. it's like... I mean, safeties and cornerbacks blitzing once or twice every single fucking series. I mean, they're always and giving multiple looks I'm to the offense. You the secondary is the new is going to evolve. Oh yeah, I think it's important because it's angles and speed and, and I mean, and corners agility. are already important. They already say, oh, yeah. you always hear Colin Coward, edge quarterback corner. Yeah, like that's always in his core players. Exactly. It's so interesting now how the league has changed. Where 
like safety linebacker running back was and like guard. Bones. That, yeah, that, that used to mean that was that was like a spine of your team. Ray Lewis is the reason the Ravens were a dynasty. Oh, absolutely. Brian Urlacher is the reason the Bears were anything respectable yeah. in the in the aughts. Yeah, absolutely. But but now linebackers have become this kind of disposable player. They don't really matter. Biggest criticism dime and nickel all the time. The biggest you know? the biggest criticism the Bears got at all this offseason was they paid they paid too much for Edwards and Tremaine for and their other linebacker. You don't pay linebackers. Here's my thing about that though. Are you just not gonna have linebackers? Well like, I know there has to be a point where like the pay gets so much for one position that it's gonna it's like wage inequality. Yeah. Like there's gonna be elitist positions yeah, where like absolutely. if you play running back, you're just gonna be a fucking CTE freak yeah. with no fucking money. Yeah, you're gonna get one contract because the dude you're lucky to get a because second. Because the people that if you breathe on them, they fucking throw a flag and suspend you from the game. Yeah, yeah. They make the billions of dollars. Yeah, because if they can do that well, they're actually really good athletes, you know. And, and it just—it's—it's it's so much more pass-oriented, obviously. And then the RPO thing, boy, to me, that's very much uh, a reaction to COVID. It's the NFL saying we got to loosen this thing up a little bit, you know. And I think COVID, we got to have some fans watching because no one watching what's 2020. This new kickoff rule that Andy Reid was all oh, up in his pants about. Oh God, it's so fucking bad. Where you're, where you're essentially not allowed to touch people on kickoffs now. <laughs> They can basically do a fair catch at the three yard line on the ball, be at the 25. So if you just do a fair catch, you automatically get it at the 25 yard line. So there's a big incentive just to do the fair catch. But the problem is, is you're going to have some guys who say, fuck it, I'm going to try to run one back. So how does the cover team react to that? You know, oh, do you kind of go full speed or not full speed? They think it's going to deal with CTE better. I bet your knees and ankles get fucked up on this because they're not going to know it's how to be react. Like quick it's, running, and, and yeah. like herky jerky, like, I don't, uh, you know, and like, muscles hamstrings are gonna get pulled and stuff i don't think it's a very good rule I, I i don't like it we'll see how it's implemented but it's basically like if you do a fair catch anywhere behind the 25 really just get it at the 25 to do with like because it's cte kyler murray tore his acl on a not you get a, you see a lot of non-contact acls now mm. and i wonder if because like a cutting because oh, nolan ryan always yeah. said like the reason these pitchers have elbow injuries now is because they don't let them pitch ever yeah. So their arms aren't used to the toll. He was yeah. like, I pitched every day oh, for dude. 23 years, every day. I know. And I never had a major he injury. He was in the day of four, four, four man rotations. Yeah. Nolan Ryan had three in, 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 300 innings, innings pitch, like and nine or 10 times in his for like, He was even famous for in the offseason. His wife would throw a catcher glove on and she would fucking throw fastballs at her. Oh like he said, like, I never gave my arm a rest. And that's why I never got hurt. Because yeah. even if it was inflamed, it was normal. It didn't hurt. Yeah. And I guess also what he did too, his, his, uh, and I remember him being a great pitcher, uh, his legs, he had that total baseball ass and baseball thighs. He totally used his legs exceptionally well. And he worked out all, like, you know, baseball in the seventies, dudes didn't really work out that much. You know, it was like drinking beer. Maybe you'd, you'd work construction in the off season. Dudes didn't work out. You needed spring training to get back in shape. It wasn't a year round thing. Yeah. Nolan Ryan and Steve Carlton taught, uh, 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 did it as a year round thing in the seventies. They were working out, you know, doing like, you know, uh, uh, Steve Carl to work on a slider. He had a big bowl of rice. Uh, it was a giant. And would squeeze it. My dad told me and that. And he would twist it. He would it twist it. your hand muscles. And also like, like your tendons and shit, you know, and, and he was, so he could just twist his to do the fuck. My dad you know? would always say that. Yeah. Squeeze rice. And, and twist it around and, and, and go down to like halfway down to your forearm. So it's kind of some resistance. Yeah. And then you can, you actually, you know what my dad also would have me do. You tie a, you take a 
a, like a little piece of metal, like a tube, and you tie a string to it, and then you tie a dumbbell to it, and you roll it yes. up, and you and then you let it slide down right. and roll it back up. He was like, "It's gonna hurt, but you'll have good forearms." Yeah, and I tell you what, wrist strength. I mean, in baseball, if you got forearms and wrists, Hank Aaron was 180 pounds. He weighed 180 pounds. He was not a big man, but I guess his home hands runs is this. It's just. It's literally it's that. yeah yeah absolutely That's home runs yes and catching the ball at the right time and snap on your wrists and, and and I mean no one I mean or what's his face Hank Aaron he was a model of consistency I guess he was just line drives That's all it was His home runs he is his rookie We're year of, boring kind of it, it was there was a home run and he played in Eau Claire where I went to high school eighteen years old in class D ball back then like in nineteen fifty three or something whatever it was and, and he played or fifty one he played. Uh, that when I when I would watch the, the, the games in the baseball stadium there, you could see there was a, a, a fence painted uh, on the opposite side of a football field. So it went baseball field, an entire width of a football field, and then a a blue fe- a blue seat about ten rows up, and and that was where Hank Aaron had a home run one time. It was like a four hundred eighty foot home run as like an eighteen year old. Commemorate, comm- commemorated and yeah, shit. yeah 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 they had that. But another thing, he had a home run one time I guess that the shortstop jumped for. The shortstop jumped for, and it just went straight over the fence. Like he hit such incredible <laughs> screaming line drives, and there would be like ten feet off the, twelve feet off the ground. It was just screaming line drives. My dad you know? always kind of taught me that as a, as the baseball coach. Like he said, because he, I can fucking jack the ball. Like Good that's for you. the one thing I got. I terrible got. hitting. I can fucking I can't. crank a baseball. Good for you, man. And I he would always tell me he was like, every time, even in pickup games, he'd go, "Big guy, I know you can hit the shit out of the ball." But try and hit a double like yeah try and don't he goes you don't go to the gaps he was he was like i know you can hit it but like hit it try and get he was like you'll be you'll get further in the game yeah. if you get better at that yep absolutely because from that power then springs you'll hit it to the gaps you'll be able to hit home runs in the, in the power alleys you know so absolutely joe morgan was very good at that i guess he was just hitting a lot of doubles i man. would always try and mash that fucker yeah i, I could so not, i would always fucking mash it or i'd pop out to the fucking pitcher uh, <laughs> yeah i was too skinny i couldn't get my bat speed i would strike out i couldn't catch up with the ball I was too skinny. My my hands were too bony and shit. I, I already weak. feel the like when the ball when I see a ball get released, I get that excitement of like yeah. oh, because I know if I get a hold of it, it's fucking going. It's going good for it's you. It's a minimum double if I hit oh, it. Good for you. Yeah, I could not baseball. I was a good. Def- I could catch the ball, you know. I, and I, I had a I had a shitty arm. I was just not a good I baseball. I struck out player. a lot too. You know, yeah, I was not a good baseball player. Eric Karos. <laughs> he played for that 03 Cubs team. Uh, rookie of the year in 92, I believe, was Eric Karos. For a while, gave up a hit in the sixth. In the sixth. Said he wanted to come out after the sixth inning, and the Dodgers bullpen closed it down. Yeah, he, he Karos had to punch me in the teeth to get this sound in my thing. I wanted to get Scully. Well, what about the NFL network? By the way, the, the A's. Well, I just flipped it because we were talking about baseball. Cool. I'm trying to get better. One of the clips I put up. Yeah. Some it was someone goes. I'm confused. You're talking about this, but the screen is showing yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. I had to tell him like, oh, we were talking about it from the news, and the story changed. Yep. So exactly. I'm trying to get better at like. Whenever we diverge, I want to try and find something that matches the visual. Yeah, that, that's actually a good point. And I'll go back, yeah. though. Good for you. Thanks for running that. I mean, I, I don't, because I, I go off on tangents constantly, so I, I feel bad about that. And that also is kind of the point of the show, too, because yeah. I want to prove that, like, you can find something on TV to have a good conversation about. Sure. Absolutely. So, like, whenever you do go on a tangent, that's a good challenge for me to, like, 
Let's try and find something that that's relative to this. Okay, yeah. And if I can't, I always just put on the news. That's they have Laquan Treadwell. <laughs> he played in Crete. He played came from my my dad's town. They used to live in Crete. He played. Oh, yeah. for, he went to Crete Moni. Yeah, for yeah. The high school. He, yeah, he was was he just great in high school? I imagine. <clears throat> oh yeah, dude. And even yeah. uh, Antoine Randall L. Went to wow. went to one of the high schools in our district. Uh, didn't his brother get arrested for murdering someone? He yeah. Just recently, his got- brother was a better high school football player than him. Because wow. I remember at the time, that was how people referred to him as Randall L's brother. Wow, that's how they were referred to Antoine Randall L. I remember him playing for the for the for Indiana. They beat Wisconsin. This is when Wisconsin was a two time defending Rose Bowl champion. In 2000, in Matt, in Madison, they dropped 63 points on Bucky and, and Antoine. No one could tackle him. I think he accounted for like three or four touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he was all over the Before field. Before I look it up, I want to say he played for HF. Ooh, he's oh, a, he's a coach more? for the, yeah. HF or Thornton Fractional. Who's he a coach for? Uh, the Lions. I would think he'd be able to coach one of these RPO guys. You know what I mean? Wouldn't you? Because wasn't his style of play a little bit like that? He was he was like a better Cordell Stewart to me. I thought he was actually a pretty good football player. He was a quarterback in high school. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, he's quarterback for Indiana. He was good for the Steelers. He won a Super Bowl, I think. He won a ring for the Steelers in 05. He went to uh, TF South. Yeah, he went to TF North or South. He yeah. went to the Thornton, Thornton Township. Wow. Or no, he just played for Thornton. My dad used to fucking say, he used to get drunk. Thornton's bad. Because they were, no, they were a good team. Like, Fucking, I think Eddie Curry played for Thornton, Ooh, the basketball yeah. team. Yeah. <clears throat> God, so, yeah, like, the, Thornton was the shit. Yeah. And my, of course, they made racial. Thornton is where all the bleeps uh, dude, go. But when I was in the so 80s. disgusting. I it, remember roll, just, I'm so happy that I just didn't connect with racism yeah, as a kid. Absolutely. Whenever they would say shit like that, I would just be like, you sound foolish. I know. I know, no, no. Black I, people go to our high school and we suck dick. Yeah, I know. Like, it's not, it has nothing to do with how good your sports programs are. Yeah, I know, I know. It, it has to be like a program. There has to be a couple coaches Just who are pretty admit, good. they're talented. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Guy, I, I was, yeah, in the 80s. He's that, from Riverdale, Illinois. I was That's certainly. That's a stop on the Metro. I, I would certainly <laughs> say I was of an era when I first started watching football I remember hearing the conversation with my father in D.C. Being like, yeah, blacks can't really play quarterback. They get too emotional playing quarterback. It's like, wow. <laughs> really? You, you, uh, Ryan Mallett died. Ryan Mallett. Remember him? He died. Oh, yeah. Ryan Mallett. Wow. Uh, how, how did he die, I wonder? You know? Yeah, let's look at that. Born in 88. Dude, this is the truth. Like, with, with my father, I've been thinking about this a lot because he died a couple months ago. You know, I'm at the age where like, and, and he just born in 88. I was 19 when he was born. You're younger than me. I know. It, it's just, it is. I've outlived Ryan Mallett. I, Fucking, I mean, that's a good one right there. Uh, oh, death, no. Death is, uh, you know, it becomes more frequent oh, when you get Anytime to my there's age. a parent, oh, it's a drowning. Anytime I see a parent, I just expect the word suicide. Oh, he drowned. Oh. That from Florida waters, dude. DeSantis got him. Yeah. You know, when he, when he was dying, he was like, he fucking, when he was Lesla, he's, at least I have my liberty. Oh, don't tax me. Oh, because of my less taxes, I'm free. He got the woke mind virus and drowned. <laughs> 
first you responders know, my, my were called to. My children are going to be safe because no trans people will be around, even though it's a normal thing and it's <laughs> everywhere. We won't integrate them into society. We need to punch down at people. This was a classic. Just he, they pulled him out of the water and couldn't fucking revive him. Yeah. Man, a group of people were struggling to come to the shore at Riptide. What what what, uh, what city? Riptide was is the name of a USFL team. The fucking it is. Char- no, I'm saying yeah, that'd be crazy. It sounds it like it's the Charlotte Riptides. Yeah, yeah. It's remember the, there was a TV show called <clears throat> Riptide in the '80s. So yeah, drown. He drowned. Rip Mallet. How long did he play? I think he was pl- currently playing. The Patriots are the one that like gave oh, the thing. I think he was their backup quarterback. Wow. The New England Patriots are deeply sad of. Passing of former quarter, that's probably the last team he played yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's played in a while. Let's see. I was going to say, he's like, yeah. He, he was, was like Ben Roethlisberger done wrong, you know. <laughs> Let's see. He played from the, yeah, the Ravens from 15 to 17. And then he was a, been a coach for high school in Arkansas. So, but he played with the, pay, he broke in with the Can Patriots. Imagine the in, kind of grease he's getting into as oh, a high school coach in Arkansas. Jesus. Holy shit. Uh, so, did he play in 2010 with uh, the Patriots? Is that who he came up with? Um, I think it's up at the top. He was there. still in, no, I'm right here. No, no, no. I think his, his playing career. He, yeah, he but uh, he was the, still in college, I think. In tw- or wait. No, no. I, I think it's on the right where, where you saw where he played for the, yeah, those are the three teams he played for. He right? played, no, he didn't. He played, started with New England in 2011. I don't think okay. he got drafted. Okay. So he played from 11 to 17. He played 17. from Arkansas from 2008 to 2010. Yeah. So, so he, he was in Arkansas. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, That's 16, That's why I was 17. scrolling here because in 2010, he's still playing for Arkansas. So he played for eight, he played for eight years. Yeah. For eight years we'll go down here. It'll show. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven years. Yeah, you have a seven-year career. You've had a career. How many touchdown passes do you have? Let me guess. Let me guess. I can't see. My eyes are so bad. I'm going to guess he had 29 touchdown passes in his career. Nine. Nine. Wow, I was wrong. Yeah, I don't think he ever started. Yeah. Never had more than six games played. Wow. He fucking- Looks like 2015, he probably filled in for Shaw because he started four games. It's the most. He only started eight oh. games out of 21. Yeah. After a car accident, Mallet was arrested for suspicion of drunk driving while intoxicated, brother. I'm Ooh. the fucking head football coach, yeah. dude. What you doing? Yeah, I'm man? sure he, he and John Daly were doing shots Hell somewhere. Yeah. I'm sure. Wow. Hill, in Arkansas. Man. Goddamn peel. <laughs> Southern drug addicts are pretty <laughs> Southern drunks. It's like, oof. You know, a lot of dry counties down there. Do you want to get into TV history or, or league while we're at it here? Uh, sure. Yeah, we should wrap up with that. Yeah, you yeah. gotta, you gotta, get, I gotta get you out of here yep, at some point. Exactly. So this week's TV league standings, this is the final week. It's going to be the final traceable days of the yeah. TV league. So pretty much this is your final things, but we've had <clears throat> a little hoarse voice. Okay. Uh, the big high scores was the show Apple. Apple TV has been killing it as far as the top streaming shows. All the three most popular streaming shows right now are all on Apple TV Plus. And I think that's a thing of it. People are realizing that like, oh, this is the cheapest thing. And it doesn't it doesn't have as many yeah. like overwhelming amount of choices. Yeah. Pay four ninety nine, they got four shows, they're all pretty good. Yeah. So you got you got this silo show, which is a dystopian thing where an entire civilization literally lives in a silo. 
that's like nine football fields deep. And it's just about the society in the silo. Some fucking... Yeah, it's a metropolis. The low-level people are the working Which is going to be Scorsese's next movie, apparently. Oh, he's remaking Metropolis? And he's doing... Or it's going to be called Megalopolis. Oh, interesting. And apparently, he did Dracula to, like, fund, to like fund what he's going to do in this. Or who, did, did you do a Dracula movie just recently? No. Who, oh. Who's doing this? Let me see. Oh, is it Francis Ford Coppola? Yeah, it's Coppola. Coppola. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, he's been trying to do this movie since the 80s. Wow. About, like, this giant... It's it's all about, like, social... It seems like it's some fucking, like, a Dostoyevsky novel, but, like, yeah. Coppola. And it's going to be called Megalopolis. Shia LaBeouf's going to be in it. They're already going to do... And Adam Driver... Okay, and there he'll be the lead. Let me even tell you what it's going to be about here. But again, these rankings, we won't be able to do this because it's it's going to not be accessible information now, right? Yeah, be, yeah. I mean, it'll it'll be a month behind. Yeah, I want to hear I'll, about this. Yeah, what, what's the plot? It's an upcoming hear. American epic science fiction drama written, directed, and produced by Francis Ford Coppola. The film features an ensemble cast. Here's the premise: In New York, a woman, Emmanuel, is divided between loyalties to her father, Forrest Whitaker, uh, who has a classical view of society. And her lover, Adam Driver, who is more progressive and ready for the future. And they're reversing the roles. The black guy is the one who's like all about current culture. Yeah. Yeah. They're playing with it. Man, yeah. Man. They're playing against John Voight's type. in it. John Voight is in it? Yeah. What a fucking cast, man. Lawrence Fishburne is in it, isn't he? Adam Driver. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne, Aubrey Plaza, Shia LaBeouf, Schwartzman, who is a Coppola. Jason Schwartzman. Oh, yeah. It's that, he's uh, it's like his nephew or something that, like was, that. What's her face? Uh, Talia Shire's his mom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. God. Talia Shire's in it. Dustin Hoffman, Giancarlo Esposito. Dustin Hoffman? D.B. Sweeney. What? Sweeney's making an appearance? Yeah. This is a cast. It's a big man. one, dude. Look at that. It's a weird James cast. Raymar? Holy shit. God, this is a James cast. Raymar played Raiden in the original Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, yeah. He, he was also in, I think he was in uh, The Warriors. He was one of The Warriors. Look at that. We all know that face. That's a name where you're like, I don't know who that is. And you're like, yes, you do. He was the bad guy in 48 Hours. He was mm -hmm. a bad guy. I, I, I think he that. plays Dexter's dad in the show Dexter, too. Wow. Yeah, yeah he no, plays no, Harry no. Morgan, yeah. He, he's had a career. I think he was a love interest for Samantha's character. Chloe Fineman from SNL. That's a youngin. Wow. Wow. See, early attempts. Uh, Coppola started writing Megalopolis in the early 80s as a passion project. Actor Rob Lowe said that Coppola was talking about the project when they were shooting The Outsiders in 82. <laughs> In 07, Ain't It Cool, Coppola stated his agreements to direct Bram Stoker's Dracula, Jack, and the Rainmaker were to get out of debt to fund Megalopolis. Jim Steranko, who was a comic book writer, big pop that art was guy. 25 years ago, bud. By 2001, Coppola began doing table reads with actors Russell Crowe, De Niro, Leo. So he's been trying to do this for fucking ever. I, I, can he just not get the money for it? It's I think because if it's called Megalopolis, he's probably going to do this big, oh. fake, giant. 47 story mega structure. It's going to be this unbelievable, like Metropolis from the 20s, yeah, where it was like yeah. the city of the future. Metropolis is actually be some, an okay movie. I liked it. Because I was kind of disappointed when I read it. the premise. I was like, I thought this was about like some futuristic city. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's about, it's his metaphor for current life in a big city or something. I mean, is that. Well, I mean, well, he's going to, he, I mean, he knows his time is almost off this earth. So he's, he's going to end with a bang. That's what he wants to do. So on end July 6th, Khan, who was still in negotiations for the film, died. So James Khan <laughs> was supposed to be in this. <laughs> I tell you something. We're going to blow the, we're going to relive the magic of the Godfather in this one. Oscar 50 years Isaac ago. passed on it. 
James Conn was going to star. He was supposed to be Whitaker. Come on. That, that was in the 80s, I imagine. No. Wow. On July 6th, Conn, who was still in negotiations for the film, died. Wow. That's probably why it delayed a little bit. Yep. Principal yeah. photography began in Trillis Studios in Georgia. When? On November 1st, 2022. Okay, so they, they've been filming this thing relatively. By Janu January 2023, the film was halfway into filming with reports indicated the budget ballooned higher than its original $120 million price tag, yeah, which multiple shock. journalists compared to the production issues of Coppola's Apocalypse Now. Due to the reported unstable filming environment, several crew members were revealed to be exited to the film, including production designer Beth McKee, art director David Scott, uh, Coppola and Driver contested the report, stating that while there was some turnover in the crew, production was on schedule and on budget and moving along smoothly. At the time, Mike F Mike Figgis, I don't know who the fuck that is, some Brit, uh, directed a behind-the-scenes documentary of the production of Megalopolis. Driver wrapped filming uh, his part in early March, calling it one of the best shooting experiences of his life. Filming wrapped on March 30th, 2023. Oh, shit, so that's in the can. So, yeah, they're editing it now. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, Back yeah. to the league. So, Back Silo league. got 150 points. Ted Lasso scored 115 points. So, uh, Silo. Never seen Ted Lasso. Uh, jumped from 128th to 77th. Ted Lasso is really good. Yeah. Ted Lasso is good, wholesome. It's like a good version of a fucking Hallmark movie. Uh, uh, Ted my, Lasso uh, is up at. My writing partner loves it. Ted Lasso is 35th in the TV league. Once okay. he jumped up five spots, 1,015 points. And then we had The Crowded Room, which is another Apple TV Plus show. That's 110 points. Okay. Uh, and then uh, The Five, Fox News show The Five scored 70 points because it took two third place spots. Is that the one with that comic, Gutfield? Gutfeld. He's not a fuck. Gutfeld. Don't ever do that again. He's not a comic. He's, <laughs> he's the one main five, but it's essentially five pundits from Fox News uh, talking about the day's topics. It's on, and it's on at five o'clock. I find the conservative mind difficult. It's so weird. It's odd to me, the conservative mind. I'm sure there's probably five different viewpoints, right? Yeah. But within this sort of conservative umbrella. And I don't see how those... Those parties sort of get along. I got it during the Cold War why the Christian right and why, why Mark or capitalists would, would unite because, you know, communism was both, you know, uh, moneyless and godless. But when the Cold War ended, that was a real divide amongst those groups. They could sort of get over the things they didn't like about each other and come together. I don't get what makes them come together. I feel the umbrella that creates the Republican Party now, Christian right is the largest lot of people. There's millions of people that probably define themselves as that. That's the largest group. Then I would say it's obviously wealthy businessmen who want just less regulation and less, you know, more, less taxation have that. Then you'll also have your gun-toting military types that are very much Republicans. You know, this is America. This is how we do things that... And then, of course, there's your white nationalist type that's very much lurking in there, too. That's the real dark side. I think those are the four elements that make up the modern-day republic. But it's always been there. It's always been there. So that anyway, that, that's just my, oh, my take on that. five. <laughs> you know, to me, that kind of makes it up. And I've never understood, like, again, the five. Yeah, I wonder if you watch it. Is there a viewpoint like, oh, this is the pro-military person? No, this is the uh, religious no, person. No, they're at this point they're all scrambling to what their narrative and this Tucker Carlson thing fucking threw that whole network into upheaval. I feel like they're gonna lean more of the gutfeld satir satirical thing or quote unquote satirical. Try to because they bumped him up. They've restructured their whole lineup. So the Ingram angle is gonna be on at six now. They moved Jesse Waters, who's a Ugh. little smarmy fuck. Into, I hate him into Tucker's spot. 
Yeah. Hannity staying. And then they moved, they moved, uh, gut felt up an hour to yeah. 10 PM. Yeah. Well, I wonder, I mean, with them, they got, what was that fine? They got, it was almost $800 million for that Dominion lawsuit oh, that yeah. they settled. And I think that that's like half of their profit for a year. And like it's a pretty big amount of I money. I found out that insurance companies will only insure you to a certain amount. So there's, yeah. so they had to pay a lot of it. Like there's no yeah. way they get out of it of just like, oh, the insurance yep. will cover it. Yep. Like you yep. can only take out certain amount of policy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure that they're. And listen, at the end of the day, they're all about making a buck. I imagine they're reeling a bit. I mean, they'll get back on their footing. Yeah. They'll figure out there's enough hate in the world to go around that they'll figure it out. So but, here's uh, who scored yeah. victories this week. Judge Steve Harvey scored a win on Wednesday, June 21st. Yep. Silo scored three victories. Wow. Uh, and then Young Sheldon took a win in uh, Blue Bloods. These are all reruns, by the way. No yeah. new scripted TV shows. Yeah. Dick Wolf got, in re got into the reality show game. We have L.A. Fire and Rescue, which is a reality show wow. about the L.A.F.D. Wow. He's got Chicago Fire and L.A. Fire. There's going to be a New York one coming up. Do you know what he was caught? Oh, pardon me. Sorry about that. Um, they, uh, I think he signed a nine-figure deal with NBC. And then a I have a nine-figure deal. I That's haven't a lot of put money. these points in yet, but right now it looks like ABC World News Tonight is going to take first place for June 24th, <laughs> followed by the okay. NBC Nightly News. Okay. Who hosts and that then, now? Ryan, wasn't I Ryan mean, Williams it's canceled? rotating. I don't fucking know. And then it looks like Matt the College Lyle? World Series is going to be in third place here. I watched a little bit of that. That's odd. You know, it's that's well, just it's, when you know there ain't shit on exactly. ESPN right now. Yeah, the programming is just it, ESPN a, is kind of like Fox News in a way where people just put it on. Yeah, and they just deal with whatever's on. That's how you yeah. get people that end up watching pickleball and shit like that. Absolutely. Remember when darts was big in the nineties? Absolutely. I, I actually I watched a little bit of that. Fucking throwing bulls. That's when I learned that you don't want to do a bullseye. You want to do the triple twenty. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. The uh, <laughs> uh, trip twenties. Uh, I knew uh, uh, CJ and Sean Flannery went, went to Northern Ireland. They went to a dart, you know, a dart uh, contest. Yeah, it was at a fucking stadium, dude. There were like eight thousand people at this darting of a dart event, and, and I mean, it's just an it's an occasion to just get drunk. Watching someone play darts. So for know? Sunday, CBS Sunday Morning scores fifty points. ABC World News Tonight scores forty points. Hmm. Or no, scores or uh, sixty minutes presents scored forty, and uh, ABC World News took the podium at thirty-five points. Um, and then for Monday, these are the final. Ooh, look at that! This is when you're back to no news. Uh, let's see. Look, see, look how tight this is. Usually, you can just look at it and see who won. But like, that's when they mean that linear TV has dropped out. Like, there's no d distance between these shows. Like, look how many threes and twos there are. Yeah, like there you there usually should be one king. Yeah, one show that like this is what everybody that gets watched. like eight or something. But now yeah. this just this just shows that people are channel surfing. And do you think because there's no new con? Well, obviously it's it's the summer, so there's, there's no new reruns. Content. Yeah, and they're kind of just like I will even admit as someone who has it, cable is like a is like a muscle reflex at this point. Like. Yeah. You just don't want to sit in silence. So like yeah. <laughs> if you're not watching anything on Netflix, you just, you know, you're flicking around looking yeah. for a sports game or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like this is just this is just showing you that like people are kind of waiting for the new shit to drop on streaming. Yeah. And even if they like stuff that's on TV, they're just like, well, I'll just wait till it's up on Prime or yeah. Netflix or yep. whatever the fuck. Yep. Um. So yeah, let's see who took first. See, it's even hard to just on a glance do it. It looks like 
Bob Hart's Abishola, a rerun of that, took first. And then it looks like The Neighborhood took second. And then you had American Ninja Warrior, which is one of the few shows that are doing new episodes, huh. uh, taking third place for 35 points. Wow. Again, do you think the writer's strike has affected any of this? It's been two months. A hundred percent. I think people have finally realized that this ain't ending soon. Yeah. That like you're the fall TV shows are not coming. Yeah. It's all real. And I think, and I think <clears throat> the people are getting on the side of the union. Yeah. I, I, I think enough information has been shown that like, they're not asking for much. And then did you see that thing I put on Instagram where the head of Apple essentially said, you know, it's not about giving them the deal they want. It's the far reaching structural implications across the entire company. They're essentially saying if we pay our writers fairly, then we'll have to pay the slave children that mine the cobalt for our phone batteries. And we'll have to pay everybody fairly if we pay the writers and then we won't be rich. Well, they're also probably thinking about within the discrete industry of entertainment, you know, again, what certain structural legal infrastructure is going to be put into place that's going to affect their future capacity to make more money just pay them here's some more what money. i think and this is you're I, still going to make money maybe this is a you're reach, still going to make money but i think with the pandemic and this is where those costs need to go where they shouldn't the pandemic exposed that the office manager is fucking useless <laughs> middle management is useless yeah yeah to companies yeah the big billionaires who own it they can manage the company Jeff Bezos can look in on the business of Amazon. He yeah. fucking created it. Yeah, but uh, there's a lot of moving parts, my friend. But, I mean, when you're that big, yeah. yeah. But for I'm the sure most part, parts. Oh, that's why they're begging people to come back to work because these fucking office managers realize that they're fucking useless and they don't do dick. And if they don't manage an office, they don't have a career. <laughs> so they want all these hippies who are on their computers working from home to get back to the office <laughs> because I got a condo to pay for that has ugly interior. <laughs> And you need to come to my office because I'm a manager <laughs> and I need to manage my slaves. You know, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll get all biographical here. A year ago, I started doing um, um, consulting again with affordable housing finance, which I didn't do for probably, oh, it must have been five years, six years, six years since I'd done it. And I've been able to kind of cobble together an existence over a year, just working from home on my computer and making financial models on Excel spreadsheets. That's really what I do uh, at the end of the day, Keith. And, and then also putting a bunch of... You don't need a guy managing you to do that. That's yeah, like my point exactly. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it's gathering a shitload of documents and reading them and reviewing them and making sure that the numbers are all copacetic and it's all balanced. That's actually a quality application that you're submitting. And I have to look at that to make sure I'm doing that, you know, with, uh, with what I've done, you know. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, th that's kind of what I do and that can keep me active. I need to have just one more client. But anyway, my point is I've been able to do that from home for over a year, for 13 months since May of last year, which I think is actually kind of good that I've been able to do that. You know, you can only do that because companies out here actually embrace it. George Lucas sold the offices of industrial or industrial light and magic or Lucasfilm. One of the, his companies, he sold the offices because he told them like, you guys yeah. can do special effects from home. Yeah. Like I'll just I'll buy you guys sick computers. Yeah. yeah. And you can do this from home. And you can still communicate with I have a t I had a Zoom meeting today. <clears throat> I have Zoom meetings two, three, four times a week. You know what I mean? That's all you fucking need. That's all you need. So I mean and if I have a couple more clients I'm but I'm working on Chicago developments, but it's cool. 
It's, I mean, it's what it is. So here's the, we'll go over the top 10. These are pretty much the solidified standings. Yellowstone looks like it's your champion. Uh, Grey's Anatomy is going to be number two. Uh, Game of Thrones, third place. Last of Us, fourth place. NBA basketball. Uh, I was right. The NBA draft took 40 points. Wow. It took second place. I didn't watch watch that. that. I didn't watch that. I feel like people were just watching the Spurs draft Wemby and then it. Is he from France? Yeah. Is he a center or what's his? He's a fucking guard. Is he just, I mean, he's just seven foot four and he, he can hit threes like a motherfucker. He's LeBron. He's seven, four LeBron James. Wow. The Spurs are going to be amazing. That they literally have, there's like an evolutionary leap going on with that. You know what I mean? Seriously. I'm trying there's to get already like, people talking about how his legs are too small. Cause he's got those minute bowl legs, uh, but he shoots, he doesn't drive the hoop. Yeah. Well, when you're playing 81 games, you got to get back on defense. You want to see him? Have you seen Wemby? I I think I may have in passing. I'm sure I have, but I don't really recall. But again, what I get worried about with those big guys and them running and their bodies aren't developed yet, the bones in their feet break. Bill Walton had terrible feet. If he wouldn't have had bad feet, he would have been one of the best basketball players ever. I mean, he won the MVP one year. Well, the first year I was aware of, of sports consciousness, Bill Walton was the MVP of the NBA. Here's this kid. Taking two Wembanyama, who rejects him at the rim. Jones. Look at him. Look at him. Kobo Over in the, the corner. Rim. You see him. Oh, is he? Oh, oh, da- no, 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 no. You'll see. He's the. He's, trying to bring out the defense. He's the number one. Wembanyama blocks the shot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Region. He's off to the him right there. Fast break. He played in Europe. He didn't go to college. He's fuck. Yeah, he is. He's like over seven foot tall. He's seven four. Oh, so he can totally play perimeter defense because he can't shoot it over him. Yeah, that makes sense. Dude, dude, I was watching some Kareem Abdul-Jabbar highlights from the early 70s. Dude, his blocking of shots, where he would jump from and block the shot, people hadn't seen that before. I mean, yeah. it was even more than Bill Russell or, or Will Chamberlain. I mean, that dude could jump literally from like 10 feet from somewhere and just swap balls away that were like eight feet from the bucket. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they couldn't do that. I mean, it, here's he, him shooting. Look at him banging these rocks. Yeah. And he, yeah, he can move. He can move. He, he's fluid for a young guy, but he is skinny. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, when you start these youngsters, they get more and more confident. He's also night, like he's still growing. Oh, exactly. I mean, <clears throat> that's why I worry about is that the pounding of an 81 game season on your feet when your body is still developing. Like, I don't know. I mean, again, uh, Giannis was like this, I think, when he probably first came and he was 6'11, this version. Yeah. And he physically, I mean, he is, his shoulders are like professional weightlifting shoulders. Like this dude is fucking ripped. You know, but it, it took him like three years. I think he was probably 19 when he got drafted. You know what I mean? He had to, he had to develop and fill out into his body. I mean, yeah, he, he's he's going to have to kind of play a certain amount of limited minutes. But I, if there's one guy I trust developing him, look at, that. Look at him come flying. Yeah, Popovich. Oh, Popovich pumps and he loves yeah. the French. Tony Parker, you know. So here we'll hop into TV league or TV history. We're going back to June 27th, 1996. Uh, we got some things here. We got Peter Jennings reporting even in 96. Like I said, these are all, this is the off season. So there's not a lot of new television. Yeah. This is, I've, I've noticed looking at these schedules, these documentaries about like world of discovery, the empire of Borneo or like aliens and all sorts of UFO shows. Like that was a big supplemental thing here. Yeah. We got reruns of rescue 911 friends repeats Caroline in the city. 
we'll go up a day here. That's when you knew it was. I would always be bummed out when you're like, man, even TGIF is reruns. No new X Files. <laughs> Got a new Sliders though. Sliders was coming in. Wow. Who was in Sliders again? Judd uh, fucking uh, old boy from Stand By Me, Jerry O'Connell. Oh, God, he was doing TV. Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, the cornerstone of CBS in 1996. <laughs> Jonathan Quinn, Medicine Woman. Yeah. <laughs> then you had. Oh, I forgot about it. it was Quinn, Medicine Woman, then touched by an angel. Oh. And then they wrapped it up with a little masculinity with Walker. God, that that literally is like a Hallmark type show. And then Walker, my grandfather. Loved Texas Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, that's, that's in it. the uncle grandfather bracket. Absolutely, of viewing. For he was sure. watching. I mean, he was he was still alive for ten years. He was alive in ninety. Man, this could be a garbage. Some even in ninety six, there could be some garbage weeks of television. Oh, like yeah. anything you see, we'll try and pop on here. I want to. I want to see if. Ooh, what's this Sunday movie? For the boys from nineteen ninety one. Oh, you know what that was? That was James Con and uh, and Bette Midler. Uh, I knew a guy who was the stand-in for James Caan in that movie uh, and said James Caan was totally coked out on the set and just difficult. Oh, they're prepping for Independence Day. Independence Day is about to come out. Yeah, absolutely. So there's this special. Let's see if we can find this. Oh, oh Independence Day. That was like, this was going to be a mind-blowing action movie. Like it was, you know, what is it? Roland Hemmerich? Is that his name? Or Roland Hemmerich. Yeah. Hemmerich. Hemmerich. Yeah. Because he, he did like The Day After Tomorrow and didn't he do like Stargate? You know, <laughs> or is this just a movie? God, I love it. Remember product like this, the ID4 invasion, a TV movie. Remember when they would do these like TV pieces to match the movies? Like when Blair Witch came out, they created a TV documentary about a wow. fake legend to make you think the show was about like wow. it, they, it was smart because the movie was about a certain witch. So what they did was they made a pretend documentary about like. This is what the movie's actually based on. Oh. But even that documentary was fake. It's yeah. genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually is. It is. So yeah, God, a, mockumentary, so a mockumentary of the alien invasion during Independence Day. Barry Nolan hosts the program. The first nine minutes, which are a spoof news report of the events of the, sp of the film, probably starring all your favorite news people of the yeah. 90s. Yeah. The middle bit is a discussion of the film by cast and crew and the end and at the end, various scientists and politicians discuss what would happen if real aliens arrive on Earth. Oh, God. Do, do you want to Like I gonna, just said, aliens were the rage. Do, do you know what's going to happen? X-Files. Oh, it's because there was no Cold War anymore. Fever. There was no Cold War. We had to have a so supernatural kind of oh, alien. Oh, no, no, no. The stream is offline. Do, do, do you know, do you know uh, if, if aliens made it to our planet, Keith, I think it'd be the end of our planet. I, I think our species would be gone. I think if aliens made it to our planet, I think we're pretty what? fortunate that we're in the middle of fucking some neck of the, of, of space that people just can't get to. Hang on. I don't Hang think on. it's easy to travel in space. There we go. I was going to say. <laughs> so we're lucky. We're we good. also have a good old fashioned asteroid belt that protects us too. Okay. Craft can't get through the asteroid belt. That, that's why I think, I think I've said this before. I think getting to Mars will happen probably in our lifetime. Here, I, I think probably oh, 20, yeah. 20 years from now, we'll be older, but I think it's going to happen. A man or woman will make it to Mars, but I think that I won't, I'll be dead by this time. I think after that, the next threshold is getting a person beyond the asteroid belt. Oh, that's I what it's going to be. Here's what we can get into. So I, they had this Muppets Tonight show. This was like a trying them to reboot the Muppet show, but also like with the Fox Kids branding. Ugh. So like it was like Fox Kids at night. 
So it just didn't hit because the whole point of the Muppet Show was it was like for grownups. Yeah, exactly. Well, kids and grownups could watch it without a doubt. I, I'm so my, here's my, my a little father loved that. it. He thought it was hilarious. Maybe we'll end out on this. The Muppets were like, or it's Disney. Jason, is that you Jason see how they got the Disney Channel logo, but it's on yeah. CBS or Fox. It was on primetime television. This was them because this is when Disney was a primetime channel. So this is them. We're going to show you this Muppet Tonight show that's on Disney Channel. Maybe you buy Disney Channel and add it to your cable package. Because wow. Disney didn't become a regular channel until like 99. Interesting. What they put you through there. <laughs> Are you kidding? Those were the best days of my life. You want to see the tire marks? <laughs> Jason Alexander, man. The one we showed last week, we Sandra Bullock. You yeah. Mean bats? Yeah. Sandra Bullock was really cute, too. Well, whatever. Maybe She's a very pretty woman still. She was a pretty woman, boy. Singing bad poetry. Yeah, that could be something. But hey, we're the Muppets. Doing a bizarre musical number that no one wants to see is what we're all My nose finds G-spots. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, uh, hi there, Jason. Uh, I see you've met Gonzo. Met him? Oh, Gonzo and I used to go to school together. Yeah, you Gonzo. White song? Oh, uh, well, no, not really. They still have a studio on like La Brea or like uh, the Hensons. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's the Muppet. Like, it's yeah, they a, have a rea they had a reality show where like they would get amateur like makeup people to like create your own Muppet and we'll do a competition based yeah, on Yeah, I had to drop a few uh, uh, passengers off. They do tours. They're, yeah, they're doing stuff. a tour of it, you know, and it's like, okay, I'm going to check. But it, I mean, it's a beat up, it's kind of a beat up structure. I mean, they had, a th listen, they had movies they did and shit, you know? I remember when Jim Henson died. I saw the Muppet movie in the theater. I didn't like it. I, was, I think I was getting a bit too old. I think I was 10. I mean, it was, I watched it, but I didn't like it. Why must there be so many songs about rainbows. Yeah, it was yeah. That, that there's a lot the of cool punk versions of those songs. Yeah. A lot of punk bands have covered them. <laughs> well, oh, dude, yeah, this fucking black guy, yeah. Let's wind it up, man. Uh, I'm going to do a video here. So we, uh, we're we going to do uh, Dishwall Accounting Blue Cars, which was a big hit of this time in 1996. Whoa. Who, who, yeah, I'll, I'll be curious about the video. I'm looking forward to seeing this guy. I don't quite know. I think who it it's is. just them kind of like with a filter over them. Yeah, here we go. All right. Thank you for watching, yes. guys. Let me Good uh, times. get the screen ready here. You see, 96 to me is the year of Odalay by Beck. Odalay. I saw Beck in concert that year. That was half my life ago. Okay. Thank you for watching, guys. Enjoy Dishwalla. Uh, I'll see you when I see you, uh, possibly sometime this week because I'm all alone. Uh, thank you for watching. This was Keith Pazel. We love you. Stretched
We are off the air when we are off the air.